Well, um, okay. I know. I, I'm. I'm. I'm so sorry. We're late. I'm. I'm. I'm really, really sorry. We're late. And, um, you know, I've been. I've. I've. I've been thinking about. Um, how how to do this this episode. I have a book that I think will help me with it and I'm 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 really hoping you guys can help me cuz um you know I I've, I've been feeling really bad and um you know I'm just kidding welcome to the mosaic arc I'm not sure I can do this tonight. Are are you going to be able to take this? I can you can you help um like guide them? What's happened? <laughs> I, you know I I I I I It's it's like being in high school again, you know? And you look at people and and it's hard to keep it, it it's really hard to like keep eye contact and um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to play with my hair too much because it'll like mess it up and stuff, but can't you help me? <clears throat> Please? She's not helping what? me. What is I going to do? I'm going to like die here if I have to stay low status. Come on, woman. Bit, pull me out of this. Okay, judge. I'm judging you in Transylvania. You're judging. You're <laughs> judging me. How dare you judge me? Okay, so I. So it. It's. It's interesting. Can you? I don't know if you were watching me. It was like watch the chat. She's Mel says she's an autist. She can't lead anymore. Ha. Huh? Right. No. No. I'm an autist. I've studied the rules. <laughs> I actually. So everything I was doing was obviously on purpose, although that was pretty unpleasant for me because I don't want to play low status on camera. I mean, it's like nothing. I was thinking it's like that's going to that's the one thing my Internet enemies are going to clip and share and go viral with. It's like me being all cringy and, and touchy facey. And, and could you tell how I did it? Yes, but 
you've also made me feel highly uncomfortable. So <laughs> how, did, how did I make you feel uncomfortable? I was the one playing low status. It, why did because that make I, you feel uncomfortable? How interesting. <laughs> asking me to lead you. <laughs> how? See, this is so. It's like forcing I need you. To no, it's so. But, but think about it. Think about it. What does everybody in the universe? I, I got to pull out of this. It's hard to come back up. Um, what does everybody in the universe think they want? Power. Power. <laughs> What does Lucifer want when he's looking at God, right? What does the Gamma want when he's looking at that Alpha and saying, I could do better? Prestige. Prestige, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, I had no I, heads up. I flung it I right at you and you back. didn't want it. You're throwing it back at me saying, please take charge. Please be in control. Yes. Please, be, please take care of me. High status is actually huge responsibility, you know. You felt it, didn't you? Explain. No, explain to the people what you just went through watching me go low. This is a good place to start. <laughs> well, um, you know we have ten Cole, people. That's like Cole. even more than we've ever had right now. That's one of those is me nine. This is the and biggest now, audience we've ever had in the first three minutes. And they choose now to and join. And they choose now to join. <laughs> the moment where I'm thrust into cold terror in an absolute state of panic because I have no <laughs> idea what to do. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> okay, now I will, I will, wow. I will co take command again for you and say, tell the, Please tell the people. Put me out of my misery. No, no I got to keep putting you back in your misery because you chose most of the pictures for tonight. Um... <laughs> Tell, tell the people, if you Never can, again. I, yes, you are. Tell the people what you felt like when you thought I was not going to take control of this. Panic. But why? You Don't you want to be in control? So I, the thing is, I've actually... No. Okay, but no, this one, this does not help me because I need to like learn to trade status with you better. That it's very, this is, okay, this is super interesting. You've got to take instruction from me, right? Okay. Okay. I will be in control of your being able to speak. That that I've been watching our our, our videos because Mel does such a brilliant job of, of doing clips and stuff, and it bothers me that I can just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and I worry that I don't pause enough for you to come in. No, but I can jump in anytime. So you feel comfortable? I like listening to you. I feel comfortable. <laughs> it's like when you read. And then I go into that drug lull where, you know, I'm kind of sedated. And I think, ah, oh. <laughs> it's relaxing. Uh, very, yeah. So I said, well, here, okay. So perhaps this is why, because usually I start streaming with you and I become very relaxed. Then you just ask me to lead the stream and suddenly <laughs> I have to muster a different energetic <laughs> kind of vibe in order to do it. But uh, I'm not accustomed to being in charge of this. <laughs> right, but it's not. So people watch it, right? It's everybody's watching anybody's stream and they're always like, I could be doing that better, right? I could be taking charge of this. I could be leading that discussion and you know i would be would you i mean not you personally but but the the you know, obviously i've spent decades 
teaching people how to teach. Mm -hmm. um, and this this is a okay. On the one hand, I, I'm learning my inner autist is is actually more of my outer autist than I'd appreciated. But and 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 looking back over things that I actually had to learn and. One thing that I, I did do very consciously when I was learning to teach was was think about the role that I was putting on, that, that it was, mm -hmm. you know, I am professor. And that comforted me because I was like, okay, I may be in a terrible panic inside, but this group of people, my students, need me to be the one who is able to lead the discussion and set things up. And, and of course, what we do at the University of Chicago is a lot of discussion-led teaching and you'd think oh you know if it's a lecture you're in control and if it's a discussion you're not no you have as a teacher with a discussion have to be in control of making sure everybody else speaks which mm. <laughs> has has its moments and so this book this book that i have it was when my my husband actually you're you're controlling the conch in your classroom always always but the thing is i can i can do it by way of lowering my own status so that the students will speak and then reasserting my status so that but it's always it's it's like you're you're explaining to these people you're actually happier when i'm doing the leading even when i'm oh yeah handing it over to you to say okay now it's your turn yeah it's much better <laughs> um well we've already established a dynamic yes so I get, uh, how should I put this? I'm in a, not a passive role, but uh, I'm, I'm talking with you and receiving decades of your work, your attempt to problem solve, understand, uh, and tapping into your scholarship and tapping into your um, depth of knowledge. So even though I'm talking, I'm still using you as a reference point uh, for the direction of the conversation and also an uh, informational authority at the same time. Right. I, I think so we just we've when... just solved how we should be in relation to God. But anyway, <laughs> 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 keep going. <laughs> well. If you push me to the front uh, in this context, it makes no sense because I mean it's your channel, and but also I lack the the resources to be able to lead the discussion in the way you can do it. So me taking over makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and it feels uncomfortable because in this context I should not be leading you. So should you ever be leading me? Um, in things that I would, mm, well. You can say only yes. If, no, no, I, no. But there's a caveat there. Right. Because it's only, it's only in situations where uh, the amateur can lead. Yes. So, the, mm. so we're playing the, no, that, that went in an interesting context. place with the amateur and the professional, which, yes. okay, I'm lowering my status right now. What am I doing? You have to look at the camera to, to, to tell it, or like you have to look at me, not the camera. 
Look at the camera. You're touching I, face. Yes. Which makes me want to touch my face. Well, interesting. No, but it's, it's so back when I started teaching, I was quite nervous mm -hmm. because I was, I had been used to being in your position, right? And this, this is also a, um, I mean, it's a challenge for everyone who's, I'm going to touch my glasses and I'm going to be really super conscious of this. It's a challenge for everyone who's been good at school um, in a school context, right? It's like you've always been the one that had your hand up when the teacher asked a question, right? So you think this is this is cautionary tale to everybody who wants to go to graduate school, right? You know, I'm going to go and be a teacher, right? But the thing, the thing that you don't realize is your teachers have been helping you feel smart, <laughs> The, the, the whole time, right? If you've, if you've been good at school and you've always been able to answer things and you've always been able to do well on the test, graduate school is going to be a terror, is going to be a horror for you because <laughs> there will come a time when you have to flip it and you go from oh, yeah. being the one who is good in class, who's good at the assignments, who's good at being able to come up with the answer when framed for you. Mm -hmm. And then you have to sometime in your transition from being good student to being, you know, assistant professor, faculty member, suddenly become someone who can guide it for somebody else so that other person can be smart. Mm. And it's, 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 it's an interesting problem because, um, I was going to say, I, I kind of lost my thread there. It, 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 you, um, hmm. Well, you're not, you're not being assessed at that point. You're, you're put in a completely different, uh, position of. I, on uh, the other hand, you actually are being assessed all the time in a situation where you can actually fail. Mm. Whereas as in the student role, you can fail at the particular task that the teacher is giving you. But when you are the teacher, you can utterly crash and burn completely. Mm. Guys, sure you want to be in graduate school and be doing what? I mean, no. <laughs> and this is so, no, I, I lost it one because I did low status thing, which when I did my iPad, I forgot to, I got iPad, which is the only way I could see the chat. Um, I forgot to, hilariously enough, turn the uh, screensaver off. And so it just shut down. So I need to turn that auto lock off and turn it back on. And I did not do that. So now I've lost status because I had my tech bad. <laughs> um, back in the basement. Back in the basement. <laughs> yeah. So no, the, I, I need to retrieve right now and I'm going to hold status while I figure out what I was talking about. And I will not touch my face. I will remain very still. I'm going to touch my face because my nose got really itchy when I was doing it. <laughs> okay, look, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Anyway, that when I started teaching, I realized it was a particular role I had to assume for that group, right? And it wasn't being the smart one anymore. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking also about the conversation that's been going on on Social Galactic about IQ, guess what? Um, and I, I realized it was a theater, it was a kind of theater performance in an improv. And my husband had this, this book, Keith Johnston's Impro, improvisation and the theater and he recommended it to me I, he'd done some theater and i'm like oh this is the masks work is in in this book too but there's also an entire chapter on status and how you can mm. learn it how it's actually um something that um those of us who have autistic propensities maybe i was thinking about that too i've, I've defaulted to high school i'm jimbering around see how much i can keep in control usually um 
it, it you can feel you can feel constantly the 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 low state is coming on because you've missed cues and you have you haven't figured out what's going on but assuming high status can also be very uncomfortable i'm, I'm just going to go mm. straight to our pictures now because you know whoops no i did the wrong one there we go this me online me looking at my face self on facebook while the other person is talking how many of you do this <laughs> That you're always checking yourself in your mirror of your video to make sure that you're looking the way that you wanted to so that you can have the status that you wish you think you had, but then you're not actually paying control of whose status is. I've totally lost the thread on all of this. <laughs> you got to help me. Well, it's perception management. You're basically yes. describing the problem of perception management because status is perception. Yes. As well as it is other things like proficiency and authority. Well, what I, I think what I was thinking while I was talking was this, this topic occurred to me because this kind of challenging of status happens constantly on the internet. And, 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 and the mm -hmm. thing is it happens, it happens in this raw form, direct form, very personal form in DMS, right? It, it's really irritating getting DMs from someone who has not established a proper relationship with me. Just saying, do not DM me, right? And and the and the the sort of you know you say something online, don't at me, you know that's like stop intruding on my willingness to answer questions. Otherwise, by DMing me with your stuff, when I you do not have that status with me people on the internet you need to come through the proper channels so that you are actually performing properly with me before we can get to that and and the and the other thing being in chats that we've all played with a lot in we post this on youtube with the comments we every single interaction on the internet is a constant status negotiation yes yes it is which has been interesting to approach the internet as a medium for art form because uh, as we described with the Concha episode uh, in terms of the e-duchies in order to be effective at particular kinds of um, art modes, certain kinds of status have to be rejected in order to be possible. Mm -hmm. Because you have to trade, you're, you're trading something in order to attain status or to uh, reject it. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. So um, I had this problem, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've always had this problem with people in chats um, as you know, where uh, my particular behavior is seen as obnoxious. I think that was one way, one word which was used. And uh, the, I mean, there have been many use, many, many words used to describe my behavior, but um, I'm not seen to be behaving in a proper manner towards other people in chat rooms. Um, because I cannot communicate in the way that I want to if I begin to become polite. It, you know, the, the, the word play and the things that I like to do in, the, in that environment, it, it wouldn't be possible in the same way. 
Well, what you, so we were calling this episode Snakes and Ladders because of the game, right? And and mm-hmm. I was also thinking of it as we're in this status game constantly. I mean, that's what the, the impro mm-hmm. um, chapter is about. He's saying, if unless actors can learn to exchange status, nothing happens. It's boring mm-hmm. as I'll get out. All drama, all theater. I mean, all, in fact, all social interactions depend upon, as you're saying, this, this, alternation of status that and just you know the most now now i can't stop touching my hair it's hilarious um or in my in my face is, is itchy and stuff and it usually is it. it's quite funny right so i've had i've had hours of itchy faces uh, itchy face. <laughs> i've been streaming with it mm. touch 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 no but the, the the fundamental the primary fundamental status is talking is high status listening is low status Yes, the active-passive dynamic. Right. Mm. So if I'm talking and you're listening, I have higher status than you do. So in order for me to encourage you to talk, well, one, I need to shut up. But uh, in um, our, um, well, there are way, ways that I can, um, mm, you're not doing it. I can't. I, pauses are stop it come on Carl play with me that there are there are actually like conversational gambits that you can make one I just fall silent and I'm you're listening and you're going to come in you know if you make little pause noises people will be encouraged to think oh she's stopping talking or um or I'm you're like too it you're too practiced at waiting for me to stop so you're not going to interrupt me, but recognizing. Yeah. But the, the, the reason for now, I'm going to interrupt you. The reason I do that is because I don't want to miss something where you're mid thought. Then I'm thinking here and, you know, formulating something in the back of it. So usually I'll wait until I have a very clear idea of what you're talking about. And then I have something to respond with as opposed to an empty response. Like I, I don't like, uh, interrupting for the sake of interrupting something when i know you're still mid idea and even doing that just then uh, gave you status anxiety a little bit yes. yeah it's hard right well, it seems pointless no but it seems pointless to have this interruptiveness just for the sake of it and now you've got me doing it <laughs> and it feels awkward <laughs> well, because why you know why see keep going I, keep why going doing it it's just it's just to hear the sultry sound of my own voice. That's the only reason I'm doing this right now. Well, some people do do that, right? They're literally talking simply to hear the sound of their own voice because they know <clears throat> doing so gives them, you know, situationally, momentarily that status of being the one talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, I do, I I notice in class, right, people will try, you know, put their hands up to talk and literally all they want to do is make sure they're talking and, 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 and yeah. they're not necessarily doing it. Well, okay. So there are varieties of, of things that happen in class. And it's like the, in Chicago, there's a, a, a character who's always that kid um, who is the one that always is talking, right? That kid, there he is talking. Now they actually, they may be trying to assume high status, which is one thing. They may just be comfortable talking. Um, they may be autists and monologuing. So we have to be patient. (laughs) Um, and just like really super enthusiastic, but the, the, you know, the sort of breaking from one to the other 
uh, one, I've made you, unfortunately, for this episode, very highly aware of what's going on. But the, once you become aware of that, then you do recognize, I, I can't stop now. <laughs> don't, oh, no, <laughs> don't, don't, I got to touch my face, lower it so she'll jump in. Oh my, my God, I can't do this. My nose is itchy again, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't care if you want to put me as a high status. I don't care. I, I'm going gonna, to itch yes, my we're face. gonna both go. I'm, I'm, I'm lower than you. I'm lower than you. It's sort of the reverse limbo. The race to the bottom. We just call this episode the race to the bottom. <laughs> we slid right down the ladder of, of of status into crawling around on the ground with the snakes and the saints and yep. the pigs in the mud. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I mean, but the, okay. So the hunt, the funny thing about this is one, obviously we're friends, so we're comfortable. And this is the other, the other kind of thing. Mm. It's like, indeed, if you, if you try autists out there, you're trying to find someone who will do this with you, exchange status and feel comfortable with it. Definition of friendship. If you're wondering. I'm now. That made me want to cry no. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's cute. That was really cute. I mean, I like dropped out of high school a bunch of times. So like when you're talking about going back to high school days and having status in high school, my brain's like, that doesn't compute. I literally ran screaming from those concentration camps multiple mm. times. I jumped on, I jumped over chain link, chain link fencing and then just left. Um, yeah, there were quite a few episodes where I just removed myself from the environment and it's because it I mean it did it felt like a concentration camp so I I'm trying to think about the other uh environments where the the status exchange has happened that I've actually participated in because I didn't do the high school one very well and that would probably be in uh in like groups of people making music where you've got um you've got everyone kind of following what they're supposed to be doing and then someone will do a solo or you know someone's got to get louder or softer or whatever because it kind of it, it makes sense to me in that environment more than the actual verbal talking i turned you into a peacock <clears throat> on screen now um so <laughs> The pigeon is now our peacock. That popped up on Instagram. I was, so, <laughs> I was very triggered. How dare you take away my pigeon? <laughs> but that's the thing. As the pigeon, you're a humble bird and spreading the spirit and there's no demands on you. Whereas if you're the peacock and male, and because this is a male peacock, um, I no, and, and and it is it's like so women as women we're supposed to all of these things you're describing with the music thing um one of the things that I've described is what we're doing when we're writing the poetry which is I mean I I, yes, I, yes. I I you know I say it's tea time we're writing now guys 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 um those of you who are listening Drake Alchemics Act One is is drawing to a finale, right? We will have a story out for you in the next few months, years. I don't know that, that I I bring us all together. I'm commanding it by saying it's start time, stop time, and things like that. But then, yes. and I'm also editing it and, and correcting things. But there there is also a um, feeling of you know conducting a, a chorus 
that has to work. Otherwise, the music doesn't happen. There's no, there's, you know, each of the instruments has to play together with each other, but has to be its own strength. And yes, that you're describing, you know, that music, people that get to play music together, that was my great, my great sorrow in growing up that I was, you know, this pianist practicing by myself, not getting terrifically good and never being able to play with anybody else. I wanted to play with other people. I wanted to have that mm -hmm. experience of, um, harmonizing together and and I and now I recognize it in these status exchanges where you make a gesture and someone else picks it up and takes it and then returns it to you and you make another gesture and this is what in Johnston's description of the improv that's what it is you make a you make a, a you know sort of offering of this scene right and and in improv if, if someone just keeps blocking you you don't get a you don't get a drama at all but if you say yes then the story unfolds. So we have two problems, so you have to follow right? Your cues. Sorry, you have to follow your cues. We have to kind of accept the thing that someone says as an invitation to build on, particularly mm -hmm. in improv. And it, and and people are if they're if they're not aware of the way they're exchanging or not exchanging state, it's either they'll try to trump each other and it just kills the scene, you know, or. Um, I guess maybe they both go low and nobody, I don't know. Right. It's like all of these things have to sort of very delicately balance out so that the dance happens. One has to lead, one has mm -hmm. to follow, but does have to, you know, be an exchange of, um, gestures. No, that makes perfect sense. It's the active and passive. We can talk. It's like a, go ahead. It's like yin, it's it's like yin yang, you know. You've got that dynamic, that spinning that only happens if you've got this uh, this kind of contrast. Someone has to lead. Someone has to follow. Yeah, I mean that's well. There's no such thing as absolute equality. One. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and. Okay, so we've established a lot of things. One, touching your face lowers your status. Also, waggling your head a lot. If you look at um, TV announcers, the you have to one hold eye contact, and which we're doing with our cameras, and keep your head very steady. Don't touch your face. All of these things will help you when you go into the classroom and are worrying about establishing your authority, which is actually a feature of the way the teacher himself behaves um not the people in the classroom we're going to talk about high school now <laughs> oh god now i'm gonna <laughs> you picked this movie which i'm, I'm not even to, sure i've I'm seen going to have, i'm gonna have a post-traumatic stress episode you, live in the stream you will have to yeah because i did i put I, I put that is it up yep yeah so the breakfast club i had to pick that one for the theme of a uh, high and low status exchange because for, for anyone who's seen it it's why are you reading you're looking down at your book while i'm talking this is so bad <laughs> which status does that give me are you sh <laughs> it's still high yes keep going i'm hearing you i she's blatantly no i'm not ignoring you i'm really not I'm looking for this. You've got me. You've got me Spurg monologuing, and you're flicking gently <laughs> through your book as I'm speaking. 
Everyone, Shall I leave? every okay. We're losing. Oh, now we're we're losing. We're losing watchers. Come back, people. <clears throat> Mel says you haven't seen Breakfast Club. We had to watch that in school. What are they doing? Showing you Breakfast Club in school? That's like mirror magic of of layered of sorts. Okay, please carry on talking. Yes. I will look at the camera. <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> uh, well, I knew it. I knew you were about to do that. <laughs> Well, we're we're teaching them all the techniques they know. Clearly, I mean that the need to know. Yes, go ahead. Um, now I've lost it. Oh God, we were both nervous. We done? were actually both They've nervous assembled. about this episode. Now we're proving why. <laughs> if she doesn't lead, it all falls apart. This is why you don't challenge authorities that are competent. <laughs> Bingo. Never. Now you now um, we've demonstrated it. If you were ever wondering, you come in, gamma guys, and you challenge the alpha, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. The alpha is doing something you don't no. see. And if you could see it, you wouldn't be yeah. challenging him. She sees, so yeah. you know. <clears throat> carry on. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um yeah, what are we talking Breakfast about? Club. There we go. Breakfast okay, club. I'm back. So we've got this. Uh, we've got the motley crew of all the students that are plucked uh, out of their weekend and you know forced to go to the concentration camp for a Saturday detention. Um, and uh, the the fascinating thing about that movie is the difference in status between. All of these students, the five students, at the beginning of the film and then at the end, and all of the the switches that uh, that are are going on throughout the the story. Things are not as they seem, and as you've mentioned with the gammas challenging the alphas, there is a very good demonstration of what it actually means to be alpha mm. in that little group during the Breakfast Club. Um, so the two, well, the three, three guys there, there's the, the bad boy, then there's the jock, and then there's the nerd kid. The three of them have a really interesting dynamic trying to figure out who's, uh, who's following who and, uh, and that kind of thing throughout the film. You're doing it again. What? I'm looking at you. <laughs> I, now I'm just permanently I'm nervous nothing. because I know that I'm leaving it. See, no, it's I like know, we're, we're, it's gonna, we're gonna have to have a therapy session next episode to re rebuild our our rapports that we've spent <laughs> how many ever episodes creating. Now we're wrecking it for your information for you for our viewers' learning experience. Aren't we? Aren't we generous? Mm. The hierarchies are all crumbling. they are. I feel like I've been punched <laughs> into chaos. I do don't you, like do it. Do you see? I actually so no, you don't like it. And and I what what's funny about all of this is, you know, I'm INTJ or autist or whichever. I don't. I mean, I I like being in charge in very specific kinds of encounters and situations, such as leading my class or writing our poetry or something like that. I am actually not really that interested in being the alpha of everything. Right? I have zero interest in being dean or mm. you know, for heaven forbid, anything higher than that. And it's it's you know the i i i welcome being in the role that you're in typically with me which is you know you're supporting someone who else is taking the 
the, the, the charge. So no, it, but the thing is to be a good supporter is actually just as important as being a good leader because otherwise nothing happens. No, <laughs> the, uh, the creative, the creative process of a conversation is destroyed without that dynamic. So we're demonstrating it very clearly now, but, um, you know, I'm thinking, man, I hated high school so much. Okay. So this, this channel, this. basically, let's channel. I got a lot yeah. of high school that we can I, share. I, I have to, I have to tap into, I have to tap into my favorite emotion, which is <laughs> hate. Uh, in this case, this is a, this is an artificial kind of uh, environment. So the hierarchy formation is different because it's not natural. It, they, they're very supervised uh, kind of hierarchy contests. So when all the kids go into the Saturday detention, they've got the teacher there who's overseeing them and saying, don't move, don't do this, you know, blah, 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 mm. laying out all of the rules. The only kid who's willing to challenge that authority is the, the bad boy character. He's not a gamma. It's not challenge to an alpha. Uh, he's he's not doing a gamma challenge. He's actually trying to establish himself as the alpha in the situation by refusing the instruction of the of the teacher. The other kids are really uncomfortable with it because they're recognizing the status of the teacher as valid. You know, mm -hmm. they're looking to him as an authority, whereas the Judd Nelson character rejects his authority for quite a few reasons but it's it's um it's like uh it's like looking at someone who actually wants to have um a contest to establish status based on uh like a a genuine a genuine authority you know mm -hmm. Um, he's really conscious that the kids are being held hostage in that environment. And so he's poking all of them throughout the film to try and unravel the hierarchy that they're already in because they come in with this particular status. Each of them come in with a social status that they're clinging onto. And so Judd Nelson spends the entire film poking, poking them, provoking them, trying to unravel it, trying to make them justify the status that they've carried into the, the detention and then flipping everybody's uh, mm -hmm. status throughout the, throughout the Saturday detention. So it's really interesting. So he's basically doing, <laughs> he's doing to them what you were doing to me at the beginning of the stream. And of course they hate him for it because <laughs> it's a horrible experience. It's a horrible feeling having, uh, having, your status challenged even if it's a low status yes people get very, very people get very comfortable in their in their positions we, we we've witnessed that and i mean you <clears throat> can we can see that in the chats people that are they're low status trolls but they their trolling wants to keep them low status they can't actually they don't actually want to level up or transform in any way because they're they're comfortable where they are yeah, I mean, like I, I think I yelled at someone because they were, they were talking a lot of blah blah about risk, which pricked my, 
attention very quickly because I thought, okay, hold on a second. In this environment, there's a really different sense of risk than there is in the outside. Mm -hmm. So uh, similarly to high school, it's structured. And so there's a grappling for status, but with a different kind of risk that's happening. And what I see our work being is primarily uh, the art risk of being able to push a conversation somewhere, push a concept somewhere and, and uh, disturb a status quo. We're playing with language to disturb the status quo of our language. To me, that's constant risk because we can't stagnate while we're doing it. And between the tea times, there are all of these little conversations that are happening um, that are feeding into our poetry hour, our tea time hour altogether. So when this person said, oh, you're, uh, you know, you're afraid of being embarrassed or whatever, um, I said, no, you know, like this is, this is the thing that I found really key to that conversation. Mm. It's that the, the fear, like we were saying last week, the fear of embarrassment keeps people stuck in their status, which is why when you just tried to give me the leadership role over this stream, I was, <laughs> I'm wrestling with it because I think, oh, you know, it's a, a nanosecond of, of, of panic, but also thinking, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know what well, I. Well, you even knew I was I doing it on purpose, I... although I didn't warn you. Yeah, I so, know. You know, the, but but the I kind of warned you, but I didn't. Right? It's like, what is she doing? Right? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, what are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And then also, like, if you if you're serious, <laughs> I'm actually responsible for guiding the next two hours of conversation. <laughs> Now, now you now you know what the graduate students feel like when it's their turn to lead the class, and I'm sitting there going, notes. <laughs> I will save you sure, from sure. this. I will give you advice. I will tell you to read this book and figure out how to hold the status. That what I was looking for, and you're right. You try. I don't. Not even sure it's in this book. There was an account of um, several different teachers that the 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 students liked and didn't didn't like and such and the there was a problem of like one of them getting fired i think it's in here and i can't now i can't remember where it was um that mm. the, the the they they said there was one teacher that we didn't we we liked but we didn't want him to get fired and he was going to get fired because the class was always misbehaving and the you know one day we, we he came in and we sort of stayed quiet for a little bit and then just everybody started disrupting and and um misbehaving anyway even though they didn't want to and then there was another teacher that was you know very disciplinarian and keeping control and um you know everybody really disliked them and there was a third this is the goldilocks version of it right who didn't seem to be doing much but the class all behaved and everybody liked him and lots of work got done and yep. it could be exactly the same class with three different teachers mm -hmm. and this is i mean there's you know, research about this, um, of other things that I could reference, uh, that um, everything depends on how the teacher behaves towards the students. And the, I mean, the core thing is that the teacher must behave, res not with respect, like, but in a relaxed way that 
reassures the students that he's actually he or she is actually going to be taking care of the situation. So mm. the, the 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 teacher that they liked but didn't that that got fired anyway because they all started misbehaving. He was doing all sorts of lowering status cues. So they just like did, right? That that um and this it it, it you know it's a it's a sort of phenomenon that one of my um great favorites in like training teacher stuff has talked about Robert Boyce. Blah, blah, blah. I, the thing is, I don't want to play reference because I don't want to play high status about I know stuff and things like that. I just want to get this thought out and I'm stumbling. Just cut it. <laughs> just cut everyone's name to a nickname. Just like calling him Bobby. <laughs> I, but the, well, anyway, what he he he's 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 studied a lot of classroom interactions and it's often, you know, blamed on the students. Right. In other kinds of schools like, oh, you teach in the University of Chicago. Of course, your students behave. And I'm like, my students behave because I expect them to. I like them. Hmm. I want them to do well. I want them to learn from me. And I come in and it's like, we're going to learn. And I have no worries whatsoever. Well, sort of about, you know, this role is going to take it. They're going to behave. And I, I literally have never had, I never have trouble in my classes. Just, I just don't. Right. It's, it's, I, I, I maybe one time in 30 years of teaching, I had one student who kind of misbehaved. It never happens the internet. <laughs> except from the internet but but the thing is it never happens and and the 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 improv stuff and the teacher training stuff is recognized the the people that come in and desperately want to hold control and you know they write long syllabi that have lots of rules and they're going to punish everybody if they make a you know they're the ones that like like you're describing with the the kid in the in the in the cast in the in the in the skit role whatever movie He's misbehaving because it's a it's a um, it's a, the wrong kind of authority that the teacher is trying to hold over them in detention. Yes, but that was a very long-winded way of saying that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that lead, strong leadership is invisible in interesting ways, right? It's like the the mm. the, the actual higher status and stronger role that you play the less apparently visibly you have to do in order for the group to work properly. Mm. And, and this, the, these, these sort of mysteries of hierarchy are, I mean, one, I, you know, one day we're going to do the women one. We're going to just keep deferring that and promise it. And, you know, one day eventually, Oh, look, um, Ken says the mythical, the mythical stream to come. We've got a we've got a super chat that I have to read because it's yellow and therefore it leaps out. Ken says, "I want to be an Air Force Ranger." I have no idea where that's coming from. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the support, Ken. Um, that what what did just happen? Mel Mel, you, you're talking a lot, and I'm not going to be able to read all of these. Oh wait, okay. Look, we've we've got we've got um, a number of people that have joined us. Either Zar is here. Welcome, Samuel H. Enchanté, welcome. Casey and Mel are our teammates. Okay, she's an autist. She can't lead anymore. Um, Annie, Isaiah and Annie Z, woot woot. Bishop, rarely able to catch the show. Greetings. Oh, thank you for being here. Charlie, what's going on? Well, we're trying to explain. Uh, Bishop, now the text and the telegram post with the game makes board makes more sense. Oh, good, right? Okay. Isaiah and Annie Z, wolves are happier when they're not the alpha. Yes, I mean, having to be the king is not necessarily a happy place. Mel, this is how I feel in our writing group. I'm such an undergrad still, and you are all the grad students. Well, <laughs> okay. 
All right. So I seem to, we seem to be communicating. Our, our, our class is, is um, uh, carrying on with us. Very good. I will now sit still quietly looking strange. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no. Well, so no. there's all sorts of other things like high status is relaxed. Right. And this this is why it's it's particularly challenging when, when you're first starting, because to stay relaxed is like maybe more than you can possibly achieve. And the most important thing to maintain your status is high status is the most relaxed person in the room, ironically. So that, that mm. you, you know, you're sort of confident in your in your leadership. And if you're not confident in your leadership, you're going to be communicating that to everybody and they're going to start challenging you like the bad kid in the movie. OK. Yes, exactly. Um, no, I'm just thinking the <laughs> the horrendous position when you're a relaxed person who doesn't want to be in leadership positions, and people start deferring to you because it's you're giving off the signals that you're in that position and you don't want it. <laughs> that could happen too. Okay, yes. so tell me about the other characters. I may have seen this movie. I can't remember. So you're you're, you're you need to lay it out for us. Okay, so we've got our bad boy, uh, and then we've got the the wrestler, the jock, who is um, constantly pushed to achieve excellence in his like um, athleticism. Not doing very well academically, but everybody gives him free passes because he's amazing at wrestling. And then the little nerd boy who is on a bunch of extracurricular teams that are all maths and science related. So he really trusts the science, but very, very uh, unrespected by the other two boys. The girls in the film are good. Oh, my computer's doing something. See, my computer doesn't give me status. <laughs> it interrupts. Um, the two girls in this movie are basically, um, I think they're good archetypes for female social sexual hierarchy, really, because you've got the you've got the the pretty rich girl who's very popular. Everybody knows who she is. Everybody likes her. She's in very social clubs, and then you've got the other one, who is kind of um, goth looking but she's very odd and kind of a basket case um they don't move in the same social circles whatsoever so yeah you've you've got this dynamic of like a rich extroverted and then uh eccentric and introverted so you see like how the how the girls kind of interact with each other as well which is really interesting but they don't get to keep their status because the bad boy is constantly provoking them into abandoning their uh their roles so um yeah the 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 girl in pink she maintains an air of being virtuous and respectable and never dates the wrong boys, uh, has a lot of money, parents are taking her on holiday to Paris. And she's provoked throughout the movie to um, admit that she's self-conscious about it. Mm. 
She's self-conscious about having to maintain that status. Ken is trying to gain status by giving us these yellows. Goth, <laughs> he's buying his way, buying to, the top, his way baby. to the top. Goth girl wasn't being punished, am I right? She came to detention for fun. <laughs> Happens. Yes. Okay. So she's there for fun. That's how odd she is. She just decided to go. Um, but she's also provoked. You know, she's kind of uh, volunteered herself into this odd. Uh, alchemical experience of, 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 of being pushed out of her shell throughout the whole day. Mm. Um, and they, they have to see themselves in different, in different lights, you know? So, um, we have the, the teacher constantly coming back in to make sure they're sitting in their proper places, which is a good kind of visual. And then when he leaves the room, they jump up and they move around. But they're trying to break out of the library where they're being held and walk around and everything. And so their 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 willingness or unwillingness to take risks throughout the film, it it's reshuffling their status with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Um until they kind of uh land in completely different positions by the end of the film. So I'm I I've not seen the movie and one of the reasons is I don't want to see the movie <laughs> and I think it's because I'm resistant to the idea that I mean a lot of Hollywood does this right that um you start with one status and there's all there's always I mean the, the trope in the Hollywood movie there's someone who has a very you know sort of proper status and by the end of the movie like Greece right they're they're they're, oh, yeah. they're you know not even goth girl, they're, you know, leather, they're leather and their hair is all frizzy and, oh wait. Um, <laughs> that, the, 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 the theater, and this is also probably why I don't like Dead Poet Society for their variety of reasons for it, but one, cause it makes, you know, my job look silly. Um, that it's always, the answer is always to change your status to the artist and who breaks all the boundaries and who is in fact a kind of gamma fulfillment fantasy secret king of the writers of of the show itself that you know yes. we are stuck in this as as artists who like the thing is you and i as artists don't want this but the trope is and what vox always called the gamma fulfillment fantasy was right you you are secretly the one who actually has all the answers and so you're going to break out of that low status that you have and everybody's going to love you by the end of it you're no. going to tell me that this is a better movie than that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's why i've resisted seeing it because i don't want yet another mm -hmm. of those you know obviously drama depends on the inversions and the, it's like we have you have in, mm -hmm. in our slides one of the the specific inversions that happens in the story that there's the man of the year carl reed who's is that his picture on the wall in the in oh the yeah it's a little detail it's a little hidden detail so the uh, throughout the film the janitor is there and he's cleaning up and he's watching everything and, and observing them all and um uh, at one particular point has a monologue with the teacher mm. And says that he's the eyes and ears of the institution. You know, he sees sees all, hears all, and uh, understands the dynamics everywhere. And also calls the teacher out on his frustration. You know, the 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 aggression that he 
displays towards the students coming from his sense of he he has a lack of fulfillment in his own um status he's not comfortable he right. feels like he hasn't uh, he hasn't um landed where he should have landed in 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 his own vision of the hierarchy outside whereas carl the janitor he was man of the year when he was at that high school and then he ends up being the janitor so he's gone from a position of very high status to very low but he's very satisfied with it mm -hmm. he seems to be satisfied with it not not complaining and not com and, and not particularly bitter um but uh very aware of the um the abuse of authority of that particular teacher mm -hmm. in that he's uh he's taking out his frustration on the students under him so he's he's essentially a bad he's being a bad alpha in that environment well i think so this is sorry to go off, go off on the the social sexual hierarchy part for a second so there was a, there was an extended conversation over the last few days on social galactic and then um which those of you who are not subscribed to unauthorized tv won't be able to watch it because it's subscription only <laughs> talk about status um that social galactic is the the social media platform associated with unauthorized tv so please subscribe and then you can join um but vox was posting about it and then linking on it and there was a big conversation going on about iq apparently and I think I, within Fox's streams, I realized, oh no, there was something else going on than what actually happened in the social galactic conversation. But you almost invariably, someone brings up IQ and then there's a long, you know, sort of list of everybody saying what theirs is. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the sort of problem of what Vox is calling the midwit, who is, um, you know, usually in the, the tested range around 130, everybody calculate sorry i'm losing my you just lost I'm, 10 status points i i'm no i'm gonna not not cough in your ear by turning my microphone off just a second <laughs> see i don't like leading she's eat, she's eating a lolly She's breaking. I'm breaking all the rules. And how appropriate is this, right? Okay, so I've got my I've got my wine to like you know hopefully keep me from coughing because I talk a lot. My throat gets dry. Not dying of COVID. Um, that everybody starts talking about their IQ, and you know I obviously know what mine is because as well at least I have a range because Vox always talks about how those of us who are Gen X, therefore older than you were tested constantly as we were growing up and mm. that the standardized tests that we got were actually convertible into IQ scores because the tests that we were given like the PSAT and the SAT and then I was in grad school so I also took the GRU which was the SAT again basically can convert into IQs. I've never done the test. Well, you're young enough that none of these, well, when they were American tests, but two, they were not, they're not meaningful anymore because they skewed them all. You're talking about the athlete, the, the wrestler, and I'll go back in pictures. Yes. The, the wrestler. Just today, I saw a headline saying our National Collegiate Athletic Association, the NCAA, that regulates 
the participation of our varsity athletes in sports has ceased requiring the SAT as a standard. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, you, cut, you know, it's like talking about cutting a gazillion different ways on ter- in terms of states. It's like saying, oh, you're saying that yeah. athletes aren't able to do well enough on the SAT? Really? I thought that was supposed to be the thing that we were never allowed to say because <laughs> they're the dumb jocks, don't you know? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I cannot believe they did that. So, But it's this 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 horrible anxiety now of we're, we're supposed to have status but not have status. We're supposed to be testable for one kind of status, the IQ stuff. But, you know, yes. and, you know, athletic status is supposed to be real and transferable into actual winning at sports. But no, you can, you know, it's like the... The um, we're in a very different, we're in a very funny time when like which status are we allowed to assume and hold? And of course, one of the things that we're you know in our little corner of the internet frustrated and furious about is how people who have none of that skill status or social you know responsibility status are trying like it's you know caricature this teacher in the. In the in the in the Breakfast Club movie, simply assert it and and wield it because they're in a particular institutional position. I can't keep high status with my mouthful of a of a <laughs> lozenge so that I don't cough at you. All of our streams no, always are... come become so meta. Why is this happening? <laughs> it's weird. Every single week, something happens. It's great. Uh... No, it's the demanding. It's the demanding of status because you're in an institutional position. I think this is why I had such a problem with the high school environment too, because uh... we've got twelve watching now. You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. They're, they're, uh, the demands of obedience in an environment where there's no responsibility towards the people that are obeying you, I find very uh, disturbing. I, I, I feel like my, in my, in my conception of, of people that are uh, in a position of authority or, or in a position of leadership, like you are with the stream to carry the stream you're getting us through these huge long format conversations which get very com- complicated and abstract sometimes because we're we're using images and and referencing things but you're you're carrying it and you're responsible for carrying it so like following somebody who is acknowledging that they have a responsibility there's there is a respect there it's like the um the way that the the high you know that high school setup is that it's it felt like being supervised without any of that same investment from the authorities that were involved in supervising everybody on the bottom that's a, I mean, that's a good description of when institutions are are failing, because they've all they all they all had this feeling. And yeah. I went to a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was not an unwillingness to learn, as I'm sure you can assume. That the problem I had with them was that 
they did not encourage risk-taking in the way that I felt needed to happen to unleash uh, potential intelligence and creative energy. And then there were the artificial social hierarchies because they weren't related to life outside of this particular environment. It was sterilized of the reality of class outside. I mean, that everyone has to put on a uniform in Australia. See, it's different here for than for Americans. Everybody's put it, put into a uniform if they're in a public school here. Mm. So we don't go in casual clothing. So the idea is to kind of eliminate any markers of inequality. So you take people's status from outside the institution and demand that it's left outside and then uh, invite everybody into this uh, sterile vacuum of total equality and sameness as much as possible. And people are re rebelling against that and so they're trying to achieve uh, markers of status to kind of reclaim it in other ways that don't make any sense while being supervised by people who are essentially not responsible whatsoever for what's happening on the inside because their relationship to the to the students there are i mean it's it's purely transactional there's no there's no true social responsibility because of the way that the institutions are set up it's corporate education it's not uh religious or um monastic or you know uh well now you're anticipating our answer but you said corp i mean corporate and maybe not that way but let's let's take a, our next movie as example okay <laughs> okay um trading places which i have oh, seen yeah. many times i do i do enjoy this movie <laughs> um so you're saying the the high school is is a sterile and false environment. What what's what what about the trading places environment? Is that more real? I, mean, I think one one thing I was thinking when you're talking about the students is people are going to establish hierarchies one way or another. Even when you in yes. in in the school environment try to pretend that there aren't any, it's actually more honest to accept that there are going to be hierarchies. But then yes. we end up in the social problem of you know trading places so p tell me why you picked this one. Oh, okay because that was a great inversion <laughs> uh so well talking about the snakes and ladders problem right. that the the to me this was I mean, we haven't even really talked about the board game yet but um having having a a set having to set curriculum in the schooling environment felt very much like the destiny of everyone inside is preset. It's different when you're at the collegial level, like the, with, with you working in the university system, there's, uh, there, there's a, a lot more flexibility, but um, being a student in the high school environment, you really are running on a very inflexible track because you've got to get through that industrial education process. So it's very, very, very fixed. You can fail or succeed, of course, but there aren't massive uh, potentials, uh, um, surprise. Uh, there's no massive potential for surprise. Trading places is, is was a kind of contrast to this because 
you've got the protective environment of um public school like where the breakfast club kids mm. are very um very sterilized and risk minimized environment going into somewhere like a wall street trading floor is probably the most risky environment on planet earth you go in socially socially can, yes <laughs> so yeah well yes socially but it, in terms of like it, the instant effect and also visually how it works with everybody trading constantly swapping information constantly mm. swapping uh an investment of their energy or uh you know money and having the having this Dan Aykroyd character who's uh, incredibly affluent and then being thrown into poverty, then also Eddie Murphy starting out as a, <laughs> uh, a beggar who's pre pre um, pretending to be a Vietnam veteran, he ends up on the trading floor. So this, this idea of having a huge inversion of role that can be switched back and forth very instantly depending on your luck in that environment and whatever um, fortune or misfortune you're, uh, you're, you bet on or you land on at that particular moment. Going, going into that trading floor, it's like everybody and uh, in, everyone involved in the, the investment and everybody involved in that, uh, stock exchange is taking a risk and gambling on the potential inversion of status. Mm -hmm. They want to go from low to high. So the greater the risk, the greater the reward. And you see massive inversions all the time. And that's why I chose it. Because the relationship between the two characters in Trading Places shows that. So what I thought, so that's not why I thought you chose it. I thought you chose it yeah. because it's now we're showing they're both black right now. Um, <laughs> that too. The, 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 the whole, you know, spoiler alert, that the whole premise of it is, is that the, the old men, which I, I don't have in the pictures, and, um, but that um, they're making a bet whether or not the Dan Aykroyd character who's grown up wealthy could manage being poor. And, and oh, whether yes, the Eddie Murphy character could do anything effectively. So, um, and, and, mm. and, you know, it's, and they're doing this playing with people's lives as trading places. Cause of course the Aykroyd and, and Murphy characters end up beating the old guys too. So that's a, a sort of, there are layers and layers of inversion that are going on in it, but that they yes. are assuming that social status is inborn, right? It's nature nurture problem is there yes. is there you know is is your is your so i was acting earlier sort of right and it's like the because <laughs> you can't i mean we all experience the higher status and low status and there is this this sort of traumatic problem we talk, we were, we've been playing with it a little bit you know when the saying how hard it is in the role that we're used to having changing but with trading places they're saying could you change your entire social status and what would mm. you do? Would 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 the Dan Aykroyd character even thrust out into poverty and having to make his way on the streets and meeting the Jamie Lee Curtis character, right? Um, oh, pirates are a different one. That's a different status game. Um, 
the you know meeting her she's a, a prostitute right um whether yes. whether we are born into our social status or whether we are you know um whether we're born into it because it's right and natural to us to have that status or whether we are accidentally born into a particular social status but it's not necessarily the one that is most natural to us which is that I mean, it's the nature nurture debate, right? So can you actually change your social yes. status at all um, by your own behavior? Or are you always going to be playing low, even if you are, well, whatever. Now I've just scrambled it up. Well, well, this was, the, this was linked to the breakfast club. So it's a, the concept of education is a destiny, um, right. a destiny game because uh, like everyone arguing on Social Galactic about IQ, you know, the IQ is predictor of excellence and the IQ is predictor of um, uh, life outcomes later on down the track. The, this this machinery, this, this high school machinery is a kind of sorting mechanism for everybody to have their um, assigned social destinies fixed. Right. And this is why uh, I wanted to kind of use that um, dramatic look at how their social destinies are fixed in these high school students going forward into the world where uh, you have in a different environment the potential for changing social status in a way that uh, it, it's not necessarily reliant on IQ. Well, that I think that's the that's the premise that the old men who are making the bet are testing, right? Is 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 the mm. Eddie Murphy character poor because he's stupid, or is he poor because yes. it's an accident of of circumstance? And is the Dan Aykroyd character rich because he's smart, or because it's an accident of circumstance? And that that yes, that's exactly it with the the IQ debate. I mean, the thing that Vox you know has frequently said, and I can you know, humbly verify as a problem is having a high IQ as such is not necessarily a great guarantee of, of social success because you basically end up with nobody understanding what you're talking about. Um, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, social success depends on creating particular kinds of agreement of, I, I, I think this, this is not something I, I, I thought about until just now, but I mean, actual social success is more at that quote midwit 130 level because one a lot of people can understand you you're smarter than the average people so you can make good decisions but you're not in a situation where you simply see patterns that nobody else recognizes and therefore everybody kicks you out because you sound crazy right um so the the you know the trading places premise is the smarter you are the more money you're going to make on that trading floor which is is back to what we we think about this racial problem that we're constantly in, which is what the NCAA is now playing that it's not going to try to recognize. Um, mm -hmm. That you know, are people are people are people in groups more or less likely to achieve certain kinds of excellence because of their in inborn um, abilities? And then we're saying, well, but the social status it's, it's performative regardless, right? It, it's not whether you're smart or 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 that's what the social sexual hierarchy is so interesting it's like are those inborn or are they learned well one of the things again i'll just keep adding to the things i learned from vox he said is yes. the problem with the people that are irritating and gamma like um 
and I'm not sure where the women fit in this, or so you guys, men, is in some smaller circumstances, they were the smartest one in the room, and then they get into a bigger pool, the bigger fish, the big fish and little fish in a big pond now. Problem is they're suddenly surrounded by people with abilities that in fact are greater than theirs. And they don't know how to switch status. Mm. They don't know how to go from being someone who was the smartest in his class to average. Yes. Which is, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting problem because there's a reluctance for growth also a lack of humility um yeah but also it's difficult uh i mean it's a bit like dan Aykroyd growing up rich and, <laughs> and then becoming impoverished temporarily how do you accommodate your life how, how do you accommodate to a life um of reduced influence when you're used to having almost um you know complete monopoly on it it's like it's like going from rich to poor in a lot of ways well and this i i was thinking about this somewhat seriously in the you know so my play acting low status but the what would i do if i were actually in true low status situation um i mean i, I sort of we could go to pirates for you know it's like do the pirate the pirates have no status socially as it were but they have status on their own ship uh -huh. and in their in their adventures but um yeah. you know some of us are this is gone going darker than i had planned but anyway we go there um so, some of us are worried about looking at you know what if you lost everything what if you truly lost your reputation you lost your job you lost your family you lost i mean the pirates end up that's like they're outcasts and and out there and they get to sort of yes. recreate something but i mean the, the the iq uh conversation to me was this thing of well you know the ones at the 130s don't know what to do when they've met you know the 150s who suddenly know stuff that they don't talk about and what would you do at 150 if you met someone that was 180 Right. And Fox is like, well, you'd actually be happy because you finally have someone who is in a situation to understand what you're you're trying to point to. Um, I was thinking, I just hear my confession, like peel this out. I use the IQ gauge that I was given by those tests to tell me I'm not crazy. Because otherwise I'm surrounded by people mm -hmm. who are telling me I am. Hmm. And that, that was an interesting insight for me that I, you know, I'm fairly confident I'm smart, but what if I'm actually nuts? And that's why I keep seeing these things that nobody else sees and why, you know, when I hear a lecture on X, Y, or Z, I ask a question and, and it, am I asking a question that's stupid or am I asking a question that the person I'm asking the question of could not answer because they can't see what I'm trying to show them. And, mm. uh, you know, th th that's why I think, you know, there's certain kinds of social testing that the pirates are participating in in the movies that are overt, right? If I've got a sword and I can kill you and I can persuade you that I'm stronger than you are, I have a different kind of status than if I'm 
on a live stream telling you patterns about, you know, the meaningfulness of life and the Trinity, for example, <laughs> and you can't see it <laughs> and you don't know what I'm talking about. And so you yell at me. Never would happen. <laughs> <laughs> no one would ever do no, that. No one would ever do that. <laughs> so I, I, that no. was just a big status challenge in some context, right? It's like you are state status is not always that transparently negotiable. I think maybe, I mean, this is the, the pirates are, we've got, um, Barbarossa and, um, Elizabeth dressed as a pirate queen, I guess. And Johnny, Johnny to yep. Jack. Right. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of interesting, like real life status as against the character status. And can you play this kind of character? I mean, Johnny Depp obviously has incredibly high status because he can morph between so many different characters, which someone who's mm. just handsome and, and, you know, like Orlando Bloom can't, morph between some, although he's better in these pirate movies than I think people give him credit for. <laughs> um, you know, that they're, they're different, they're different kinds of performance status. And we're all negotiating these constantly all the time. And we know it, we do know it. You know, I'm high status in this one category and low status in this other category. And you're sort of desperately trying to be in balance in a place where you don't feel humiliated. Yeah, or incompetent. Yeah. Because, I mean, the issue is the humiliation, but it's it's also that if you want something to be done well, it's frustrating when it's not. If you can't do something that you're supposed to be doing, it's frustrating. You know, if you don't hit a note, or you, you can't keep rhythm with the rest of the band, it's incredibly frustrating. Things become discordant. So like in terms of the, you know, in terms of the, the challenge that we've had with the poetry, uh, there's been an incredible amount of pressure having to keep up with the rest of the room during those tea times. Because if I'm not paying attention or if one of us are not paying attention, we miss it. Because mm -hmm. things are going very, very fast. We have an expectation that there's going to be output. So even if we're saying crazy things, or the suggestions are not quite right. Uh, we want to maintain a level of output there, and, and maybe that's the that's the other issue too. It's a lot of the status problems that we have now are based only on uh, avoiding embarrassment, but not necessarily anybody assessing what the output is of people in particular positions. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, so now, but the thing is now you're actually for me in very comfortable and familiar territory because I make myself embarrassed all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and this is okay. So we were sort of charting through tar baby. Welcome. You're not late. You can always watch the beginning later and jump in the stream. Ah, yes. Baby. Tar baby just showed up, said over an hour in, I never make it to stream in time, but you're here now. And that's what counts. Um, neither do I. <laughs> I just started this this one when she wasn't even there yet. Um, okay, think think about it. Right, we have. And this is obviously why it's so complicated. And we could, I mean, we can literally talk about human status interactions forever because it's the single most fascinating mm. thing that we do as human beings is establish status with each other. Right. It's like, I think we, we, we still have, we have another, we have more pirates. Here's Elizabeth as her, her beautiful 
dress self and as her pirate self. And I think there's there's one of her commanding the men. I'll, we'll still we'll hold with that one for a second. Um, mm -hmm. All drama depends on this. All stories depend on these. I mean, tragedy and comedy are quite simple. Comedy is um, well. I'll look at my book, but. Uh, Johnston describes it as it's status when someone high status loses status, but you don't feel the need to have sympathy for them. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I love slapstick. <laughs> and yeah. I realized I was watching home alone with my mom over Christmas and we were just howling. It was the funniest thing we'd ever seen. It's mainly because of all the physical comedy where the bad guys are getting bonked on heads with irons and stuff. And I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I have no <laughs> idea. I've not laughed so hard since this, you know, the gay blade with with George Hamilton and Zora. It's like, you know, physical comedy. It, it, you take the sympathy away from the the cartoon character that's being beat up, and it, and it can be okay because mm -hmm. you don't have to have sympathy with them. Tragedy, obviously, you have a very high status character who continuously plays high status and is still humiliated, right? So the humiliation and the in the tragedy is they mm -hmm. can't. This is an improv. I, I, I'm not, I didn't pick, make, figure this out myself. But that all of the other gradations of status interactions are, in fact, what we live with. I mean, the little, the, when, in, when Johnston's trying to train his actors, he, he gives them the practice of trade status just a little bit, right? Do just a little higher, just a little lower. Not like master slave, which he also has them do, or master servant, but... You know, can you, can you, what kind of drama comes out of simply reversing things just a little bit? And then, mm. and then we end up with, in fact, all of the different ways that you can hold status, whether it's, it's performatively in a conversation or whether it's on skill based or whether it's institutionally situated or whether it's masculine or feminine. And we can just be going on forever. Well, that's the chat. That's the chat drama. Mm -hmm. And what you described is what, oh, that's why I was getting so mad. Because I generally, I think I'm anchored in comedy in the sense that, no, I'm not very sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, but the thing is you, you that never, you do not try to make yourself sympathetic in the sense of, oh, come in that. Cause that's a status, no. that's a status game too. It's like, I'd have to look at my book. Um, okay. But he says, um, my belief at this moment is that people have a preferred status, that they like to be low or high, and that they try to maneuver themselves into the preferred positions. A person who plays high status is saying, don't come near me, I bite. Someone who plays low status is saying, don't bite me, I'm not worth the trouble. In either case, the status is played as a defense, and it usually works. It's very likely that you will increasingly be conditioned into playing the status that you found an effective defense. You become a status specialist, very good at playing one status, but not very happy or competent at playing the other. Asked to play the wrong status, you'll feel undefended. Ooh. <gasps> then we get to the problem of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Stripping status for vulnerability. This is good. It's necessary. But that's... A different problem altogether because people cannot become vulnerable in all situations but if you don't become vulnerable uh, ever 
then the art dies, the drama dies of an interaction. So we have this, so we have the story, the pirate's story. They, they, they fracture into all of these uh, warring factions, constantly shifting their allegiance with each other. They're never truly um, faithful to one ship captain, you know. That's and that's part of it, but the allegiances shift depending on the willingness of the ship captains to demonstrate a vulnerability to their own men at times or an invulnerability like there's a shift in their invulnerability and uh, and, vul and vulnerability which changes their allegiances so jack is hateful when he's looking very selfish and then he's annoying his own crew and they <laughs> mutiny right, right 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 so they've got rid of him they steal the pill he assembles another crew and throughout those stories it's the push and pull of people either loving or hating him which directs their uh you know it, it redirects their allegiance mm -hmm. to him as the captain and at moments he willingly rejects status to reveal vulnerability and that's why he keeps uh he's he you know he he returns to his uh position as captain people are willing to go and risk their lives for him uh despite hating him at mm. times so yeah what you've just described is a kind of um social problem that we're experiencing now i think because the I'd say especially for women, talking about something going into our woman's the necessity for women to decide which status they're going to hold, you know, which status they're trying to retain and which they're willing to relinquish, affecting Affecting their place in the world, I'm, I'm, like the idea is it's hard to describe. Women cannot hold high status in, in certain positions unless they're invulnerable. But the problem with being a woman is femininity is vulnerability. So we have a, we have a bit of a crisis as, as, as women because we're told to attain status in the world to seek equality with men and then if we seek equality we lose the dramatic push and pull that's necessary to have uh, relationships with people mm -hmm. and intimate relationships with people 
So the challenge for women, and I think this is why a lot of them are so terrified, is that we've been, and I speak for myself too, uh, we get uh, pushed through the 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 social arena to prepare us to go out and achieve status in environments where men are also trying to achieve status. We're competing with them in those environments. And I mean, I'm basically saying that the equality kills intimacy. Yes. It, it kills intimacy. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're figuring out why, right? It's like mm. that there's, that there's, and we, so we have, I have Elizabeth with her different costumes on um, now, but I'd say, so women that, that, you know, we, it's interesting we're playing through this. So we start with the breakfast club and they're the girls in the school and the boys, yes. the boys are competing in one status hierarchy and the women are competing in a different one. And we have the men competing directly in the business world and this problem of, you know, can, are you going to succeed because of your innate talent or because of the situation that you're born in? And the women, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what innate talent do we have? What situation we're born in? What, you know, what I've learned for the most part, and maybe we're, maybe we're moving into being able to talk about our women's hierarchy problem. Mm -hmm. We'll have to, we're, can we sneak up on it instead of announcing it directly? Um, is that women think they want to play the hierarchy game and they really don't um they 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 want to win and they cheat um because they're not in fact competing on the same terms that the men are ever mm. um and this this holds in all situations right we we do cheat in men's terms because we have we have um well it's like what um What's, what's interesting when I was reading this about the, the high status, don't come near me, I bite, don't bite me, I'm not worth the trouble. Uh, women will be in high status and then play low status very quickly of don't hit me, right? Uh, they won't, they, you know, I say this as a fencer. Um, mm. And I'd say this having done it as a fencer, right? I've gotten hit really hard by a man and said, you can't hit me that hard, I'm a woman, which is unfair to them because they're there to fence, right? But mm -hmm. when they're fencing me, they can't fence me like they fence another guy of you know their same age and ability. So there's, I mean, I I, I recognize that I've become pirate-like, much more aware of these kinds of status interactions, male to female, precisely yes. because I'm doing it at the phys this physical level of martial art which makes alive all the social pretense that we are competing on equal terms because we're not i have weapons they don't have and they can't use one of which is don't hit me i'm a girl <laughs> yeah which is therefore it's showing showing elizabeth here talking about our snakes and ladders you know having climbed to the top of this particular one and commanding her ship she's not in a fair position with for the men because her status is different from a man's status in that same um, role. Mm. Yeah, her status can't be challenged in the same way that a man's can. Right. Mm. So the cheat codes, <laughs> we're revealing the female cheat codes. 
<laughs> but uh Well, okay, I think what we're we're proving that this is way harder than people think it is. Maybe we're just women, right? And 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 setting this. So there's there's you know on my one level, we'll stick with you know the masks that we understand that we wear, which I'm still not you know I, I autism is a is is an interesting diagnostic and description. But what I am aware of is I'm aware aware of wearing masks always, mm -hmm. um, and that masks go with different roles and they go with different status. And I will become incredibly upset if you try to make me change my mask when I'm playing one role and I'll, I'll get, I mean, I, I can think of times when I've had kind of odd little social, social interactions where I think I'm behaving correctly in the situation and I get challenged on something and I'll, I, okay. The one like low my status a little bit, the one sort of specific and silly example, I'm in a shop like a hardware store in New York city mm -hmm. and I'm in grad school and it's because it's a shop in New York city, it's very narrow. There's it's like up by Columbia where I was. And so the stuff is all very closely um, shelved and I'm standing basically in the doorway looking at whatever it was locks probably. And I'm aware of this woman with a stroller or something like that. Who's near me but not yet to in a place where I need to move so that she could go through the door. And so I'm, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, completely aware of the fact that she's there, but then I get this and, and I'm going to move when, when she actually makes a move to get out. But she's, she's like, you know, well, excuse me. And it, I, because I was so affronted at the thought that she was accusing me of not being socially in the right situation there, I kind of leapt out the door. <laughs> It's this very silly way. I can still remember it's so dumb, right? Because I completely overreacted to being challenged in a very stupid little social situation of please move, I need to get through the door. And mm. and I can say, you know, it's like I think you can feel yourself, class, recognizing that you probably overreact all the time to some kinds of challenges, but maybe I, maybe I feel uncomfortable in those situations because indeed I'm missing cues that everybody else can pick up on and nobody else has these, these anxieties. But I, I'd say, you know, when we're, when we're talking about status and we're talking about the fluidity of it and it's situational and it's going to change from yeah. the role that you have to the other role, bringing in the gendered dimension of this whole dynamic, it's curious that academia mm -hmm. has utterly refuse to do it. I, I, mm -hmm. I also have other other thoughts about where this is going, but the, the training we've gone through, you were talking about equality, right? The training that we're being put through to the point where we do not acknowledge the fact of these, these snakes and ladders in our daily interactions, we should all be behaving equally, is of course, most of the time when people are saying that, they want to impose the, the detention hall version of their dominance on you right you can't misbehave and so i'm going yeah. to i'm going to leap out the door in weird ways because i felt challenged um that the more academia refuses to acknowledge we'll go to our next picture uh the shrew or the uh he's the tamer right for taming of the shrew yeah. um that women and men are going to play out these status interactions differently and women are not going to do them in the same way men do it, it it's interesting it, it kind of poisons every social interaction we're in 
Yes. Yeah, it does. And if if not poisoning, um <laughs> it's an underutilized resource in particular settings where I think people are claiming a quality that shouldn't be there. Um Okay, so taming of the shrew. <laughs> Lord help it's a me. wonderful selection um, of examples we, you, that, that we have. It is. It is. For so many reasons. Proving, proving that all drama um, is, in fact, status interactions. But, you know, we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. We're, we're, we're settled, we're, we've settled in. I need another glass of wine. Um, yeah, I, I needed wine. Uh, really, I should have sedated myself for this. So, the... Okay, so th this is this is a problem. Taming of the Shrew is is referenced by a lot of people. Someone has called me a shrew before, and I thought about it, and I thought this was funny because the character of Catherine, Kate, would not exist now. Um, the the struggle between the the characters terms of status so there's uh lucentio and his um his servant cranio i think it is right and he asks his own servant to don his clothes i think we got that one so that this is good his he's servant half naked can... that's very cool oh yeah so they're swapping they're swapping clothing because he wants his servant to pretend to be him so his servant can bother with his academic studies and he can run off and pretend to be a scholar and woo a girl who is fallen, fallen madly in love with at first sight. So he pretends to be a scholar. So he he exchanges his status as the uh, as the rich master to go off and become the the tutor of this girl and and then uh, court her. Bianca. So his Bianca. servant. Bianca. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So his his servant is 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 laughing as him. So that's the first inversion. We have that status exchange. The other one is the the problem of uh, Catherine, Bianca's older sister, the shrew herself, who's refusing to concede status to anybody, <laughs> which is why she's, you know, seen as so horrible because she just refuses all the suitors. She hates them all. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. She's slamming doors. She's screaming, etc. The interesting dynamic with this story is that that was written at a time when women were not expected to achieve equality with men. So I was thinking about this as it's a It's written in a time when they've got a queen, though. They have a queen, but in terms of... Uh, I mean, we, we weren't talking about someone... Uh, normal people didn't expect to be at that level of leadership. Well, yeah, normal people don't expect to be king if they're not born king. No, but now we're or they can or they can bring it, you know, enough of an army to kill the previous one. But <laughs> yes, but we're in corporate world where you can aspire to be a CEO, mm. and it's like no matter who you are, you can become the CEO one day. So it's this strained, you know, it's a kind of uh, it's a different kind of hierarchy problem. You're born into an aristocratic role in that world, right? No one from the no nobody from the the lower classes is going to achieve that. And that would come with a different kind of education also. You know, if you're born into the nobility, 
if you're a woman who's born into nobility and everyone thinks you're going to be the queen one day, you're trained for it. But the majority of, of the women in that day wouldn't have been trained for that position. So it's okay, a different... I think you're making a good point, but the, the... I'm meandering off onto the side. No, 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 no. You're getting historically inaccurate and, and that's unfortunately my... <laughs> Oh yeah, God! Yeah. But no, because I'm I, what I'm doing is I'm teaching the medieval England class right now, thinking of all the inversions that we have actually in history of mm -hmm. overthrow and so forth. But the the sort of what you said about education and the, the exchange of clothes that these characters are doing is so that one can go get his education. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, education messes everything up. But carry on. <laughs> Because because no, no because education education is the thing that keeps inverting people's status, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we were talking about the the school. We've gone in school. We've gone with the the um. Now my foot itches. Uh, we've gone with um the trading places. Whether they had the education, could you rise with education? We've you know worrying about the IQs. We're worrying about it's like all of this. It's constantly mm -hmm. can you be educated into a higher status? It's it's a theme right there and that for yeah. women i mean that's what we wanted right it's like here we are we're educated women we're talking about things we've thought about and we clearly can think i hope unless my iq is wrong um that that it's it, education is this this thing that keeps messing up the status structures mm. And I think it messes up women's status structures constantly. I think it did then too. I mean, Elizabeth was not actually, okay. it's interesting, her own education before she became queen, that the, the court ladies are educated to a fairly high standard in certain things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, in like theology and things like that as well in that period. So. Were they, were they educated to a degree that, they would be able to step into a leadership position. It depends. Like it depends on the kind of a, a kind of leadership position we're thinking of, and this is sort of going down in, in the okay. weeds. It's like the the what kind of yeah. I think this fits in our our, our category. Of what skills give people actual status? Mm. Social. Socially as opposed to institutionally socially, which is where you've been stuck in the institution that then buttresses up your status as opposed to an interactional status that you can perform and achieve status in the, the, the sort of natural environment of you meet on the street and I can, you know, beat you in a sword fight. Yeah, so it's breakfast club versus trading places. Yes. One's institutional and one's on the street. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, well, the shrew in that case, she's uh, she's in an institution of the family. Right. Her status is gained from her family status. Well, and she's stuck because she, she they need her to get married so Bianca can get married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem with the, all of the inversion in that story then is... Um, hmm. upending the institution of the family. I mean, they're trying to they're they're trying to hasten Catherine's getting married 
so that her younger sister can can go off and get married. Right. And the the idea is to trick her into giving up her status as a bachelorette and accepting accepting a proposal and getting married. So this is the problem then of the the refusal to exchange status yet again. We're in the same problem. She doesn't want to give up her status. Okay, now I'm I've 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 tangled it up into three different places. Um, okay. She's blocking, like she's the block of the entire plot, because we have Lucento and the servant who exchange status in order to get get that going. And they're willing to do this. High and low are willing to 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 cross over into each other's uh, status position. Okay, but that's there's a difference in that because they're actually. Okay, I th we we we're, we're ended up with an interesting taxonomy of status, which was our goal, but <laughs> in a way that I hadn't expected. Yeah. So, what the improv book is sewing is how you can act status in a completely um indeterminate situation mm -hmm. right that there are bodily movements you can make there are ways that you can hold your head there are tones of voice you can use there's movements and those can be skills simply in a meet on meet a group of people in a neutral insofar as you can social moment like a party and you can you can mm. like the game this is the game right if you're picking up women or something but you're, you're just in a neutral thing and where you could perform this out and it will work because of the way human beings interact but of course we carry all sorts of other status all the time trading places is showing your clothes right you, you carry the way yeah. you dress um the if we if i scrolled back through the pictures um i mean skin color is meant to be one of those things that people worry about a lot in terms of status and we we actually do um, but we're usually adding into it all sorts of other things like um uh i mean this this also comes out in trading places the way they talk whether they they mm -hmm. can talk low or talk high and what status that has yes. um the the um, academic anxiety of terms of testing people and IQ and stuff like that is to put people in their correct status so that you have all you've tested people for these apparently innate abilities and you can slot them into the right social place it's like brave new world and the uh, the alpha the, the yes. alpha gamma beta you know the 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 birth role the birth roles which mm -hmm. should therefore make IQ kind of scary because that means you're being slotted into the brave new world. How's that? <laughs> um. Well, it, it, the the idea too is that they're supposed to be permanent categories, right? It's like Gattaca. Yes, and they have the the god children that are genetic, you know, um, natural not na natural genetic 
children and the other ones that have been engineered. Mm. But it's the idea of having permanently fixed classes and permanently fixed positions. But we have actually also established that people like to, you know, like they like to know what their status is and stick there. This, this is this is the interesting thing about social status in the sort of classic mm. sense is people don't actually like changing it. They, 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 they I, I, in fact, one of the things I'd brainstormed about to use in this stream, but we'll, have to, I, I was thinking about different titles for it. It's snakes and ladders, guys. We're going up and down and up and down. That's all it is. Chaos today, up and down and up and down the ladders. Yeah. But um, one thing I thought about was um, uh, Bourdieu's distinction, which is a famous sociological study from the '60s, showing different ways that people actually track status. So the the, the mm -hmm. term from that that became famous was social capital, that. Um, you can have yeah. you can have social capital, which is different from financial capital, and you know the really super wealthy people have one thing that they count status against, but the impoverished intellectuals who go to the avant-garde cinema <laughs> have a completely other one. Um, and so, you know, and the nouveau riche that don't know how to behave with their money always buy all the tacky stuff, which is what people always accuse Trump of doing, right? Of you know, he's got all this gold gilded stuff and that just looks tacky because if you have old money, you don't do that. And I think I, but what happens? Ahead. Well, but this is the problem then the, the, the anxiety over securing status kills drama, which kills Well, the anxiety over I refusing mean, I... to change status, because we recognize that change of status is the biggest, is the most dramatic, quote, most dramatic thing that ever happens to us. You know, you're, mm. you're sort of safe and unthreatened. I mean, this is to think about this is what was happening constantly in the in the social media wars. So I was also meditating. OK, so I, I'm not sure I finished my taxonomy um, that there are institutional there's like you've been hired for a job that you're actually bad at but you can't get fired so you, like you're talking about the the janitor looking at the teacher in the breakfast club and saying that teacher was not be he was not behaving in the way his role was supposed to give him status yes and that we have we we consider institutions corrupt when people in the positions of status don't behave in the terms that the the role in the institution requires of them. They're not good at that role. Right. So do we say we have the fluid state, the fluid yeah, they status have the, they of social have the title interactions, the, function. The, the natural status that we think we can slot people into according to different abilities, the, 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 the class status that you perform because of who knows what, right? Class status is very interesting. It's hard to, 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 the, the institutional status that people end up being frustrated as why are you, why is that person in that position of authority? Mm. Um, and then just to finish my, the, the, the big scale media transformation of social status that we've been thinking about of how in this new media environment, there are statuses developing and being contested constantly and the 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 biggest ones like when people who in quote normal social life wouldn't get giant 
online followings. And that just seems this, this like, that's totally wrong, right? It's like, why should you get so many followers when I'm doing this valuable thing? And how, you know, how are you achieving this ability to get people to, you know, do lots of likes for your stuff? And that the drama that we've been watching play out online over the last several years is these inversions, these constant status changes. Yes. I could be Pierre Bourdieu and write a big book about this and make charts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we still haven't felt, figured out men and women in this one. We'll keep deferring that. How's, no. the, how's that for our, our, our in, eternal, not yet promised answers? Something, something about that topic is <laughs> running constantly away into the future. I think I know why. But, um, Okay, so social media status changes just like snakes and ladders mm -hmm. instantly. You say the wrong thing and you fall to the bottom of the board again. Status isn't fixed. Status is not fixed on the internet. Well, we, the people want it to be stable in the in the ways that we've been describing. It's like you should be able to behave a certain way, and people know how to how to respond, which we are learning. In in certain you should have an inst. I mean, the institutional one is if you have this elite prestige, you should behave in a certain way, or you should be protected against other people's behavior. If you have a, I mean, the the, the external things like well, ability is interesting because the the social media world is is pulling out different kinds of abilities than the athletic world. It's a performative world. So that's why we were thinking about the improv and yes. um, the way in which people behave spontaneously in it. Well, I find, I, I always find it really challenging when I, um, how, how can I describe this? <laughs> I think the biggest the biggest source of argument that I've had in the last little while has been my rejection of equality where people are I in my perception of things I can see attempts at trying to make things equal where I either want a, a a lower status or a higher one, but I don't want equality in a particular conversation that I had on, in DCR, this came up and it was whether or not I should be engaging with, uh, men who are having conversations on building up a male hierarchy and talking about creating a patriarchy and that I should be providing compassion to them for doing this or for their struggle in doing this. And I said, no, I refuse. Don't talk to me about it and don't request compassion. Then I was very, uh, uh, very ha harshly responded to because of my refusal to engage in what I saw was of demand for equality. I don't think it was, uh, compassion's not equality. No. It was, 
it was the sense that I was supposed to understand what it was like to uh, form this hierarchy. When I was trying to explain to somebody, I don't know what this is like because I'm not operating in the male hi hierarchy. So I'm not going to give you empathy for this. Um, I think the the main the the main problem that I had in that conversation was that the uh, I was being asked to understand something which I couldn't understand. It was an attempted equality that I didn't I didn't. Uh, it's, I so I was there watching, and I don't I didn't see it as as equality at all. I saw it as mm. you were being expected to play a woman's role in watching the male mm. hierarchy. And this is where so we got we got the prince and the pauper now, right? Looking at each other. <laughs> oh yes. Mirroring each other, identical twins, right? Which they find out they're both princes, right? So there's no you know, it's like the equality is there. and it's this accident the accidental social difference, but in fact the true nobility of character for both of them or the the essence mm -hmm. of, you know, that the that's that's the point of the Prince of the Pauper, right? That both of them are in fact princes. And that the one's been living yes. as a pauper was simply separated from his twin and that therefore they are in fact the same status and they look alike and you know they're looking alike shows that they are truly the same status and that it belongs at the higher one not the lower they're both in fact princes not not beggars um yeah, see, I didn't plan out doing the women's hierarchy thing, and I just had to think because I was mainly thinking about how the, it, it the negotiations. It the the... Nego well, it messes up everything because I think the yeah. Okay, so we're gonna have to test this out at one point. Um, we got uh, the, they're talking about buzzsaw bear saying some women are exceptions to the rule regarding logos over pathos. Mel truly, which is usually hypergamous or a reversal of the case mother Bessaber, a mother is more valuable than any job the degradation or disparagement of that job is criminal yeah i think so th this is we can't we we were trying to do just the slipperiness of of status interactions in this ex in this exercise and figuring out where the women fit in it is another problem altogether um because i think women do engage in the kind of uh, as we've demonstrated in our practice here, we, we do engage in the kind of status exchanges that, I mean, Johnson's describing, he's a man, so he, whether he's describing from his own practice in theater or just, you know, the people, that there are, there are you know, ways in which we understand, I've done this, and so it lowers status, I've done that, so it, it raises status. But I mm. do think that men and women's repertoire of exchanges is not identical. And I, what I saw in that DCR conversation, you felt you felt what you're describing now is you were asked, being asked to be compassionate and therefore equal. I saw it saying you were meant to be a cheerleader. Ah, okay. You you were meant to be looking at the men's striving for excellence in this this particular way, and for for you to say, "Go, guys." And and they were the oh. <laughs> particular particular exchange was upsetting because you weren't being the supportive role that was hoped for 
you were in fact continuing gotcha. to engage in the combative role, which was, dude, you're not doing what you think you, you're doing. Yeah. They wanted you out of yeah, the game. I was in pirate. I, I was in pirate. You were, well, they wanted, they wanted you out of the, the interaction because the claim was you don't belong in deciding what this hierarchical situation means. And you were trying to say, it means everything to me because if men cannot live according to this hierarchy and establish, you know, themselves as responsible and protective, I, as a woman, am doomed because there's nobody, there's nobody yes. can, that's going to be able to take care of me when I'm a mother. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't just me individually. Um, no, you were yeah, arguing the, it for women, idea... you know, the sort of, in our social yes, yes. relationships that regardless of what we're doing in these, in these finely tuned social interactions, there's a bigger problem of how can human society function if the sexes aren't playing their particular roles. Yes. Which the pirate story messes up because it's like, Oh, that's great. You know, Elizabeth is going to be able to fight with them on she's she's less of a Mary Sue than oh I don't know Ray or whatever that character is in the Star Wars where you know picks up a sword and can suddenly beat all the men and her brother I hated that I've never seen any Star Wars since that it was so so lame and pathetic right we don't we don't actually like when these hierarchies are completely messed up in those terms no I'm just thinking about the problem of a fixed hierarchy that's immovable because there's that that's a different problem then. Uh, if there's no if there are no snakes and no ladders, then there's no movement. Well, so I think if, we're so we're we're now to the Bugs Bunny part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um Okay, to ask, ask, think about your think about what you're wrestling with. Well, there's the there's a slapstick comedy. Right, but we're I'm life and joy I'm, I'm and wrestling. silliness and the comedy and yes. and Bugs is dressed as a hunter and and Elmer is dressed as a rabbit for reasons that we I don't know, right? But the absolute, you know, the, the hunter is now the hunted and the rabbits outwitted the hunter but it's it's I funny and we like that and we like the the feeling of release in the inversion yes 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 there's release like there's a there's a comedic release of tension and i think this is where i didn't like being put in the cheerleader role circling back to that <laughs> because it links to this because if I get taken out of the if if it's like getting taken out of the comedy of it, you mm. know, because if if you're if you're told don't don't be Bugs Bunny and don't be Elmer Fudd, just stand on the sideline and cheer them both, then there is no involvement in the comedy. So ah, it's yeah. Um, yeah yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like then you're not involved in the inversion anymore. You're passively watching the inversion and you're not involved in the comedy, and it's kind of like uh we have found it we found the problem for the women yeah. and men this is it great we came at it from another yeah. another direction yeah. and there it is <laughs> no thanks looney tunes, the looney tunes. 
That's it. Because, no, just like you perfectly described it because, um, yeah, one, this is a little bit behind the scenes, but it was really fun in, in writing tonight, right? And I was teasing you a lot because like, we needed to get the energy right for tonight. Um, and the, the sort of banter of the creative troupe, which I think is why I started with the, you know, the, the improv stuff sounds so much fun and it is fun. It's fun being able to go. He yeah. goes through in the, you know, wait, status. The, 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 the fundamental, the fundamental role rule of improv is yes. And right. So mm. we're here, you know, with Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd and they're reporting on the, the day that they met each other and switched roles. And if you say, uh, you know, something that just blocks that, nothing goes anywhere, right? Whereas if you say, Bugs, yes. what do you think about that? You know, you sort of get into the scene and accept the premise of the silliness and talk about it, that there is, that this is, this kind of status exchange, this sort of joy of this, the fall and the, the actual game is you know we we've we've had long conversations about what we you know where the, the recess vellum is where is the joy and the laughter in the, yes. the the fight that we're in and the ability to stay joyful and the ability to st it's in as you and i have often talked it's in these status inversions that we're able to say i don't need to hold the status of the one that always had the answer i can learn from you because you have an answer that i didn't know I don't need to stay permanently in the status interaction of the one being in control of the room because so-and-so is, is acting up, but you know, I can play with you for a little bit. I mean, it's like moms, you know, it's a weird mm. buzzsaw bear is, well, buzzsaw bear and, and Mel are talking about skiing. Um, that <laughs> and our chat is, is playing along with us and yet not listening to us necessarily. Mel says hundred percent. Only I don't think they're talking to us. Um, that, you know, moms with their children are having to play a lot of status inversions too, because you need to take care of the child and be protective of it, of it, but also be playful, right? And that mm. that the what women want when they're seeing men play, I can I can say this is we want to be part of that playing. So I want to be a fencer. I want to be in the game, but I can't quite play the way they do. Yes. That's fair to say. And women often tip often have a difficulty with the kind of status inversions that men are comfortable with in their play. There, we said it. Mm. Only took us an hour and twenty twelve uh, two hours and twelve minutes to get to it. <laughs> that thing you do not say. Never mentioned that. Never thing. mentioned that thing. Well, no, but th th this is actually what I you know I've meditated on this a lot in my fencing and and the. Uh, maybe not so much in the fencing. I did this in the lobster side cartoon that I did about men and women's games when the, the toys are playing and the, the women yes. come in and, and wreck the game. And it's the men's game in the game. I mean, even in trading places, right? They have to be willing to lose. It's what you were describing about the risk of the floor and it needs to be fun and it needs to, you know, it's like you're there, you're actually risking something real. You may lose everything. Um, you know, the pirates, they may lose their ship. They may lose everything. Jack loses his ship again. Um, that the men's game and again, and, and, again, again, and, again, and again, again, and again, and the men's game set yeah. up situations where real loss in the game can happen and women. And I will say this bluntly and therefore, you know, in academia, we don't like getting bad grades. 
We don't want to be in a situation where we can actually fail. So we tend mm. to set up things. Maybe we're nest building, right? We don't want the risk, right? Yeah. You don't want to have the risk of everything falling apart. And so I, I can't risk that. Um, we're conservative in those senses because we want to make sure everything's actually contained and taken care of and no risk, which is why it, the, the trope of a Karen or something is the kindergarten teacher. <laughs> make sure that there's absolutely no risk for anybody. Or very low risk. It has to be. It has to be minimal. Is to be kind of like, it's safe. There's always a margin, but it's very very small margin. Right, but men want the snakes and ladders, or at least they should. Yeah. And yeah, you know that they're not going to get to 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 you know magnificent excellence without a real risk. And those of us who like seeing men succeed, want them to take it. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, which is what I was trying to explain. I don't want to be on the side watching a game and saying, oh, how horrible. You landed on a snake. Tut tut. I was like, enjoy it, you know, and trying to maintain the playfulness of the whole thing. But even I forget sometimes that I've outed myself as a female and it, it, it affects the... I do. And it affects how what I'm saying is perceived. And I always forget it. Right. But I think so on the opposite side of saying women sabotage these games constantly. Typically. In which ways? Um, well, I don't see you sabotaging them. So, so that that's, that's not, but the, you know, we want, we want equality. We want to play your games. And the men say, that's great. Come play our game. And then something happens in the situation which the the um, the the women feel like they well it's like I I don't want to go there because it's just I just ran into all sorts of but wait I played the game right why can't I win cry right um, that, yeah that our impulses to to be in the game don't match theirs exactly and we sabotage them I think we we somehow do sabotage them. I mean, I certainly see the sabotage constantly in, in uh, um, the, the internet stuff, which is what, okay, so I was actually explaining to a friend in the dog park, uh, Gamergate. <laughs> remember Gamergate? Anybody in the room old enough to remember Gamergate? Ancient history. <laughs> the ancient history that, in fact, brought all of these actors together, right? It's how Milo met Vox. Yes. It's how... I don't know whether Owen was involved in Gamergate, right? But you know the 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 reason that all of the guys, when Milo was doing his his campus tour, were there in the college audiences saying "thank you, thank you, thank you," is because the gamers had felt like the women who were sleeping with the journalists, who then wrote good reviews of their terrible games, were cheating, and the and the and the gamers mm. were frustrated because they're saying, "No, stop cheating! You don't get good reviews for." crappy game you should you should have to go through it at the same level we do which is do a good game and then you get a good review and then it's real whereas the way yeah. in which you've brought your your sexual politics into this review situation is you've corrupted the entire the entire system because now mm -hmm. we can't trust the journalism 
Yes. And, you know, that, that has, I mean, Johnny, we go to Johnny Depp and his, you know, it's every time the men come in, marry someone and then give her favors because they're associated with her, people get upset. It happens in, it happened in medieval courts. It happened in the Reformation, (laughs) you know, Mm. it's, and, and that's why with Elizabeth in power, she couldn't get married because that would switch things up. But it meant that she kept all of them trying to give her favors, I suppose. I'm not sure what you do with a woman in power. It's complicated. Actually, we could think about that. We could do women in power for another episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> See our glee. The glee of the thought of the bringing the high status down for him. There is no sympathy. Oh, no, I have no idea. Why would I do that? Um. So I think... Well, I was think I was thinking more in the t- in in the sense that when the girls are wrecking the, the the game, what they're doing is they're undoing the attempt of that um, costume swap in order to have those like status inversions. Yes, women are highly uncomfortable with sudden changes in status and the inversions of these roles because we look to established hierarchies to establish our own identities. Unpopular opinion, but it's true. And now, so, and now, okay, now I'm showing a close-up of when the Snakes and Ladder game, and you have zeroed in on exactly the problem. Carry on. <laughs> Are the magics working well, finally? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> we do. We look to established hierarchies to uh, create our own identities. Women can't do it independently like men do. Uh, so in this taming of the shrew story we have the 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 men quite comfortable inverting themselves inverting their status exchanging their status going from high to low and low to high because of the end goal which is the mission of marry the shrew marry the shrew off all right free up bianca then get the master to marry bianca so there's a it's gaming. There's an explicit mission and they're all happy to strategically change status and invert their status in order to get the outcome that mm. they want. Women don't play like that. What do we do? <laughs> um, many things. Well, if I keep it within the the story frames that we've used so far, there's not slapstick, there's seduction involved in the way that we play games. Yes. See, I feel odd saying we when I'm saying this out loud because when Pigeon becomes Peacock, I go into male mode. (laughs) That's a male peacock. That's not a hen. (laughs) It's a cock. Um, (laughs) But it's it's slapstick, so it's comedic. It's not seductive. And good gaming is slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Gamergate were, uh, happened. They were angry because suddenly seduction had been introduced into a slapstick environment. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so the, sl the slapstick is the acceptance of a game where you can be embarrassed, but the 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 like sports right i i think the women yeah. women women yeah. have horribly corrupted men's sports with therefore the the jokes about how the men are taking over women's sports are to certain i did actually do a, a blog post some time ago about title nine called Bo girls with tit you know, boys with tits um because women women getting into collegiate sports was in fact wanting to turn them into men because they were mainly playing men's sports mm. So there's that problem, but, but it's hard for women to be in that sport environment and not flip it into the seduction. Um, I think for real, mm -hmm. um, but the seduction, not just in the sexual thing, but winning other people over to mm -hmm. love you by way of your, you know, yeah, I'm not good at it. Am I? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, this is like funny. If like, if you're really good at it, are you actually aware of being good at it? Um, what I would, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, it's, it's like, it doesn't necessarily even have to be conscious, right? right? It doesn't have to be conscious awareness of this dynamic. See, I think tomboys understand somehow speaking, uh, speaking of the, the peacock thing, but the, the, the tomboy anomaly is that these are girls that do not want to play the seduction element they want to play slapstick right they are and uh tomboys are delaying their entrance into the world of seduction not just sexual but in, in terms of having that kind of game they still want to play with the boys like boys right They, they invert. That's why they're clownish. So what lessons do we learn from all of this? About ladders. Hmm. And climbing them. Well, you said some things when I first suggested this topic to you. you. Said that's great. We'll talk about snakes and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> the actual game. <laughs> no, not the game. The, the 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 metaphors, the meaning, the symbols. So it's mm. interesting. I to find the pictures that is going to be on the cover for this episode. I actually looked at Wikipedia right and learned that snakes and ladders is in fact originally an Indian game, not not yeah. a British game. I thought it was British. The British pick it up from India in the in the nineteenth century. I think it's funny that the British picked it up from India and then they re-imported the British version into India and the Indians stopped playing the original version of the game. They started playing the <laughs> English British version of the game. Because it was originally a religious game. It was supposed to teach um the cause and effect uh and karmic consequences of, of human virtue and vice. Mm. It's called Moksha Patan. 
Mokshapatam in one of the Indian languages. So they had like, it was a kind of relig religious experience of playing this game and teaching people that the virtues would allow them to ascend quickly into a higher state of spiritual existence and then the vice would swish them down send them, uh, send them all the way down to the bottom very quickly <laughs> painfully true um uh and so to kind of train uh, the players in virtue so we have the same images in the christian mm. world which i put into the slideshow there uh the the ladder of divine ascent and then our serpents in the scriptures, mm -hmm. the Christian imagery of the serpent and what the serpent meant for mankind, it was very similar. We have a lot of ladders in the Bible and a lot of serpents in the Bible. So I wanted to get them linked into the, the theme of status exchange and what that means in a Christian way. So I think some, pe some people may worry that um, assuming high status is always unchristian. That we should, that I, in directing our conversation by making sure that I sit still and don't touch my face, um, am being unchristian. No. This needs to be marked. Just, yeah. No, because this is, this, this also comes up a lot in the, you know, the, the chat world of, you know, if, if, if I am saying either in, you know, Mother Abbess role in, in my own chat saying, you can't do that, you're not behaving. Is that unchristian? Well, obviously no, because I'm maintaining order, right? But the the mm -hmm. the fear of all holding higher status as therefore necessarily pride, prideful status, or like Luciferian, you're saying you're trying to take God's role. We need to we need to erase that quickly. I think. How do we do that? Oh well, that's <laughs> that's the same. Well, yeah. It's the same. It's the same criticism that people have of the of the the church patriarchy mm -hmm. to say, oh well, why do you need a priest when you can just be a Christian? You don't need to have a priest. Right. So it's, it's a very similar. Um, it's a similar problem. This gamma problem again, we... challenging the mm. priests because well, and and the priests. It's, it's interesting. The priests are there because they've been consecrated. They're in this institutional role. We do expect them to behave in accordance with that institutional role, but we also expect to need that institutional role because otherwise who's going to be guiding the ceremonies? Who's going to be guiding the rituals for us? Well, they're necessary in order for us to receive the Eucharist. Yeah. They have, they, they have to perform their role for us to have Holy communion. So they're very, very necessary. Um, because you know, you or I can't lady priest, <laughs> lady priest our way to a Eucharist, can we? Um, uh, that was the centrism games reference for anyone. My centrism <laughs> games. It's a good story. We, you know, we, we should it talk is. about that too. That, no, but that, that, um, just like I demonstrated at the beginning with, you know, somebody does need to be responsible for guiding uh and and i think yes. with the, the the i mean the male priesthood i approve absolutely women should not be priests are able to assume that role without doing the kinds of seduction roles that women do when we take on roles right i think i think as a teacher i get to you know be in the 
encouraging motherly compassionate role mm. that is okay for women but i don't see that the the liturgical role that the men assume with that hierarchy is ours i don't think we belong in it i think that's appropriate we've seen how it we've oh, yeah. seen how the lady priests disrupt it and we wrote about it too <laughs> and and there's something there's something about the the good things of women turn in the in that kind of hierarchical position go foul very definitely well it has to be regulated it has to be regulated because otherwise everything becomes a popularity contest instead of a proficiency contest mm. because women don't care about proficiency they care about popularity yes so we're, we're back, back in the in, breakfast we're club. back in the breakfast club <laughs> <laughs> where we've got the we've got the we've got the issue of uh you know um molly what's the face i always forget the actor actresses names and the actors names so we, we've got the, i think you know, i do the, that know that one ringwald that's molly ringwald yeah yeah that's the one uh molly ringwald so you know the, the the pretty rich popular girl so she's she's clinging onto that status and you see during the film she's terrified of mm. losing it even though she's very unhappy <laughs> she's quite miserable uh as she's kind of discussing her family life and her relationship with her parents her relationship with her friends and then the bad boy judd nelson and the and the jock and the the nerd you know they've all kind of ganged up on her at one stage and they're saying you're uh surrounded by people you don't really mm. like you're just terrified of being cast out of the group you're terrified of being um disintegrated in this particular uh herd that you're you're comfortable with and whatever and, and you're you're miserable though but you won't give it up so you see how that is the weapon that is used against women how women use that against each other uh it, which is you can't have snakes and ladders in that environment because if everything's a popularity contest you're not going to take risks because you can't risk being unpopular right. whereas men are taking risks to be unpopular in order to get somewhere get to the end uh the um the taming of the shrew drama hinges on their willingness to take risks and to uh be unpopular in order to maneuver all of the characters around them because petruchio the the one who ends up marrying uh lady catherine the shrew He's very unpopular. <laughs> she doesn't like him. She doesn't even like him after they get married. He is the star of that story because of his willingness to be unpopular and to risk uh, being hated in order to, to do what is necessary. Man, you've unpacked it. That's definitely it. I I went I have to go. We, you did it. <laughs> you did it. I've got I've got to yeah, no, I've got the image with you have of the people falling off the ladder too. And Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean this this is so much for myself, you know, I've gotten, you know, the masculine hopefully willingness to take risks in terms of skill and being embarrassed at not being yeah. able to do this, that, or the other, but the popularity one, man, you're describing that. And that's just, you're just, I mean, high school, it was interesting the way you were describing high school as artificial. And I think it's, it's, it's almost, um, experimental and it's like, it's, it's stripped down purity of test of those sorts of social interactions. 
and women have to be popular we're just we're we're taking me back to oh, the dark God. time <laughs> it's so hard not to be the popular one and that risk what you're describing with that, those characters yeah that's the we're still going my family can't believe it yeah well i want to be the popular you know, the one i've still got we've still got we've still got people watching <laughs> after hours we're the popular ones Mo tonight Mo molly ringwald we've we've achieved yes. molly ringwald yes. status uh well the other girl you know the the weirdo kleptomaniac mm. she has a difficulty with the attention uh that in at the end of the um the film she ends up hooking up with the job, mm. which is quite quite a surprising thing. Uh, it, it's it's quite funny actually. You know, Molly Ringwald just rubs off her makeup and then puts lip gloss on, and suddenly she's oh, you're gorgeous! Like we had no idea. <laughs> it's like yeah, really, really get over it. Was it, was it, <laughs> was it that? Was it that um, hard to see? But um, there's a shift suddenly she's getting attention and she's having to manage the attention now this is the other mm. thing with the uh with the problem the the female influence in the game because the taming of the shrew is not just about getting this crazy lady under control it's not that first of all petruchio her husband has risked everything in order to you know, achieve the mission that he's been asked to to do with um, the other the other suitor who wants to marry Bianca, the younger sister. Right. So the boys are all in this coordinated conspiracy to do what they need to do. But you see the outcome of the interactions in the female hierarchy shift very dramatically too. There's a snakes and ladders kind of experience with Bianca and her older sister Catherine. Catherine starts out being this repulsive, loud, brash, opinionated. Um, antisocial person and she goes through a process of beginning to understand what the the men are doing she has throughout the the story developed a true compassion for the men she's not interfering in their mm -hmm. world but when it comes to the closing scene and she's looking at her husband and you know there's a bit of awkwardness because they don't have a baby yet and like you know they're 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 not um they haven't kind of sealed the deal in terms of their their marriage dynamic and then the men make the bet the trading places moment where everyone says okay we're going to play a game now we're going to bet which of our wives will come the most yes virtuous. yes yes and then they all, you know, so the men are gaming once again. They're betting on the virtue of their wives. And so they're saying, oh, of course, I have the best wife. Am I? She's going to come <laughs> immediately. Everyone's bragging. Um, and none of them do. Because the women are all stuck in the popularity contest situation of, oh, we don't want to look like we're following orders and we don't want to look like we're doing whatever our husband's saying. You know, they get into this kind of... <clears throat> self-policing herd mentality where oh we can't break rank we don't want to be the wrong one we don't want to be the woman who breaks rank here and and you know like uh they keep sending servants back to tell the husbands no we're not coming right, she's right. not coming and then petruchio says call catherine and she comes and not only does she 
arrives. She gives the speech. The speech. She's yeah. dragging the other women with her, and then she gives that magnificent speech at the end because she actually has a comprehension of the, of the dynamic of the game that she's not playing, but she sees the rules. She understands the rules. So yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> so we have we have we have another super chat from Buzzsaw Bear saying, "Let me ask the professor." Although I'm I'm thinking maybe you can answer this better. Um, let me ask the professor about this. Are women by nature communist? No, I don't think so. Not in those those terms. It takes a great deal of effort to get women to behave in a communist fashion. For example, in a monastery. <laughs> <coughs> Well, are women communists? Are, we, are women natural communists? Let me think. What women, what woman <laughs> will uh, deliberately, what woman is going to refuse a diamond ring or will deliberately reject a diamond ring to lower her status? I think that would be my, my answer to that. I think I... women wear status women women i mean women given their opportunity will protect their own children yes um takes a lot to disabuse them of that impulse and they will protect their own interests yeah mm. yeah. yeah that's a good answer that's a good answer <laughs> best of here hopefully i don't get graded on punctuation oh i grade everybody so do we have do we do i now now i'm wondering it's like do we actually have a problem i mean women uh human beings are supposed to have tar baby their voting record shows the tendency well so i don't so th what they're voting for is to make everything their own house their own household mm. all right i don't think i don't think they're voting communists i think they're voting domestically and of course we've we've made the entire um public sphere into their own homes and so they're behaving as if they're um taking care of their own property and their own families but generically to no i don't i don't think i i think it's a perversion of women's excuse me i'm dying i i think it, no don't i think it's i think it's a perversion of their desire to take care of their own families and their own their own mm. flock of of children and and when they don't have them, they turn everybody else into the proxies, not just their cats. Mm. Yeah. So we have our own yeah, snakes and ladders of uh, virtue, and here we go. Here's 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 the snake and the, the the apple that we that we're usually dealing with. Is I, I now I'm wondering whether we're here. We we got to this mm. place in a from a different direction than I thought we would, which is good. Um, appropriate, appropriate. The, the snakes and ladders of this yeah. conversation um yeah at what point have we been dealing with sin and at what point have we been dealing with the way we behave best together because some of the some we were talking about the like the status exchange of play and games and mm. conversation and well sex but we haven't got to that because i don't think men and women's conversation in those terms is identical um but just the, the sort of social playfulness and joy and creativity that we none of that's the, the the switching of status there is is good and fruitful mm -hmm. 
So where do we get? Where do we end up with the Christian snake? Of oh wait, now here we have one of Vinket, the the snake, the snake of Christ. Ah uh, yes. Um, the serpent in the garden proposed a cheat code to knowledge and to equality with God. Mm. Which is kind of like um, the original inversion, the original offer of inversion. <laughs> so instead of you know having the knowledge of good and evil you won't die you know you'll be like god your eyes will be opened that sounds like the ladder of divine ascent <laughs> only it's a snake that's offering it to you you have this uh like that's the trick mm. well it's i suppose it's you say it that way you say it's the trick we have one a snake at the end here um it's the it's the trick of saying you're not going to well, one that you know, we we talked about this at the beginning, the Lucifer wanting to have the 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 place in the hierarchy that seems to be in control, but is um, not recognizing what it means to be a creature. Hmm. And the the sort of fighting again. I mean, I guess that the sort of fighting against the naturalness of being in relation. I think. I mean, the, the, what the servant promises them: you will not, you won't be subject to any of this anymore. Of the, you will not die. You will not slip down the ladder. You will not trade status. Mm. You will not. I mean, it, it isn't now. We've, we've talked this all through. It's like it is a kind of the social death of stasis, absolute stasis. Which is why we find it so yeah. frustrating. It's like you won't play with us. You won't. You know, low. I mean, this. Okay, so and I did think about this. Now I've got back around to where I where I find some of the the online interactions frustrating. But this is these are real life ones too. When I have made a gesture to you, and it's often women that have this difficulty. You know, the men the men are responding to me differently. I realize they're responding courteously rather than hierarchically. But um, you know, I've made a gesture of I will lower my status now so that you can teach me something or one, right. Or, you know, to a woman, I, you know, I've said this thing. If you laugh, then, then you let me have high status for a bit. Right. My joke was funny. And there are situations we get in online, but also in, in real life that it's like, there was an absolute refusal to make that exchange, right. You're just, I'm going to be stuck yeah. in exactly the high status and I'm never going to let you exchange with me. And from my, you know, the you, the the impersonal you there, the the French one, right? Um, that <laughs> my my frustration with that is now I can't be friends. I don't know how to be friends with someone who won't allow that back and forth. Mm. So instead, I end up getting accused of only wanting high status, and I'm like. I want you some <laughs> one sometimes to play with me and acknowledge that I made a funny, right? <laughs> that was funny. We're going to laugh now. Isn't, you know, and vice versa. Right. And, and, um, you want a game? I want a game. 
I want I want I want yeah. to actually be in the game and with the frust you know recognition that I don't like losing and you know you have to cope with your own your own sense of shame and humiliation <laughs> at not being able to play the game and win and stuff like that but the the um the, the frustration of the refusal to play the game is is uh yeah, so I so I I sort of played with how I was going to do our opening little thing, and and the the thing I thought was thinking of this morning was I'll be angry, right? That that you won't play, you know? Why won't you play with me? That makes me really upset. Um, and that is the feeling. It's like when 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 someone's not going to ever allow you to have high status. It's just like, oh come on. And certainly I have had an experience in, in academia where someone just will not, will not exchange. Mm. They won't let me have a, a, a you know, a, a knowledge and, and they won't, you know, and I'm willing to let them have the knowledge in qu asking questions, but it doesn't get reciprocated. And then you get stuck and it feels frustrating and sad. Is that me being, you know, prideful or is that me wanting to play? It sounds like playfulness. I think so. <laughs> but but recognizing that's that's the sort of where the stuck is, right? Where you get the end up in feeling of sinfulness and frustration and anger and all of those, you know, snaky feelings of but where is the game? Where where is the play? Where is the that we both get to be high status and we both get to be low? Hmm. What's missing if we can't, if one can't have that? Intimacy. Mm. True. And friendship. But what I was thinking is why, yeah. why under what, under what circumstances are people incapable of doing it? And we've said in the male, in the male oh, social sexual okay. hierarchy, the way Vox talks about it, the gammas just won't, right? They always have to win. So we've watched, for example, Scott Adams on his Twitter, yeah. I think finally coming around to admitting that he shouldn't have been vaxxed, but just desperately trying not to have been wrong. Right. Whereas you say, Oh, my bad. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Uh, you know, really. So the, the sort of the, the, the sin in this context seems to feel like mm -hmm. that absolute rigidity of, um, status and, Paradoxically, therefore, sin isn't so much pride as not taking the lower seat when you're asked. No, that seems wrong. Maybe our chat's helping us. Here we go. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> no, buzz up uh, here. I think the voting is more a product of brainwashing institutes of education, but conformity is a product of the feminine for the most part, in my opinion, not exclusive to women, but more so. See, I think, I think we're thinking we're, we've, we have, you know, floated the ideas that women, women care about the popularity and it's find it hard to play these status games, which translates into social situations as different kinds of behaviors from the men. And, the mm. the feeling of stuckness and frustration 
that we as women who do actually like playing games, but I also have to watch myself when there's places where I just stick and I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to lower my status in this, this particular moment because it's wrong or, um, yeah, it's like that I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to go in all of those situations and maybe it isn't wrong. Maybe the sort of judgment calls that we have to learn to make is something else we need to, mm. to talk about. I forget whether I had another picture after the snake. Oh yeah, we do. We do. Well, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, COVID was a COVID was like the abandonment of status, and you, you're describing sin, and you're saying inability to to go low or to acknowledge that somebody else has a higher status than you. Right. I just can't. The image that. I just keep getting this image in my mind of the world with masks on, but they're all the same mm -hmm. masks. So everyone looks the same and then no one's taking the mask off and no one, <sighs> nobody knows who's in charge. Nobody knows, you know, uh, it's total equality and sameness world. Yeah. With the, that, that's what it looks like to me. That's what sin looks like. the outcome of it there's no playfulness there was no playfulness there's no game you know it's how can i avoid the unpopularity of being the unmasked one in this environment this room this street this particular place because at all costs my survival relies on not appearing like i'm breaking uh breaking the rule yeah. Baby, we're at war. I don't have time to sweet talk you through the revelation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, I think having achieved a near, a near, well, not as long as we did the last one, but um, nearly. We're, we're, we cannot make three hour. We cannot good. make three hour once our norm, but clearly these are, these are, these are, no. um, this was a These special, are special, a special ones. Uh, okay, well, I think it's a limited release. We keep going, right? Okay, so Buzzsaw Bear and Tar Baby are, are um, Tar Baby. I have a hard time differentiating between status and popularity. Buzzsaw Bear, I dated a manager of mine and we had a great relationship. I was still the man, even though I did most of the cooking. Still Buzzsaw Bear. When I was in my mid 20s, I left 35. Well, I'm not sure this is relevant to our conversation. Um, well done losing so much weight. Um, uh, I think the difference between status and popularity is is perhaps something we need to further unpack. But this, what we wanted to talk about was this this feeling of the game and the playfulness and the what what do we learn from the snakes and ladders in the status interactions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think. The revelation. We're we're back at me looking at myself on Facebook when the other person's talking. <laughs> 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 which which means we took you on the journey that we'd promised ourselves we'd try. And we'll just have to say, um to be continued. Yeah. 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 Oh good. Okay. <laughs> to be there will there will be more on the mosaic arc. 
please subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube so that you can join the unauthorized chat and, and you know, ask us questions that we'll actually answer on stream rather than just in comments and, and YouTube. Um, we will, we will return to be continued. Thank you for joining us.